Sportsnet Studios World Headquarters in Spring, Texas. It's Barry on Deck, hosted by former ESPN Houston radio host and stand-up comedian Barry Laminat, starring Oliver the Cat. Written by Barry Laminat. Produced by Barry Laminat. Directed by, you guessed it, Barry Laminat. Featuring sports, entertainment, special guests, film sessions, and some drinking. Okay, a lot of drinking. Viewer discretion is advised. And now, here's your host, Barry Laminak. What up, you damn dirty dickheads? Welcome to Barry on Deck. I am your host, Barry Laminak. Thank you guys for being here. Today is Thursday. January 11th, 2023, and this is episode number 738. Is the intro better now, by the way? I know you guys couldn't hear it for a while, and it looks like my mic is a little low. Um, I wonder why my mic is low. My mic sounds nice. Check one. My mic sounds... Oh, look at that. Why did that get changed at tony the hand what the, the heck there we go opinions. now it's louder 50 percent. okay this should this should make this sound a lot better just kidding just kidding who got timed out already somebody done already got timed out tony the handsome got timed out by steven the weather guy for his bullshit weather opinions Damn, that's aggressive, Uzi. Why are you so aggressive, man? I'm good with it. It's whatever. Um, Thought Thursday on Barry on Deck. What? What was a thought? Ain't no thoughts up in here. What's up, uh, Desert TX or Desert X? Desert XD. My bad. I'm a dumbass. I always mess it up. Excuse me. Um, Cisco said Barry's wine tasting was at 11 a.m. He showed up at 11.07. Oh, kiss my ass. I did not. That's a goddamn lie, Cisco. You take that back right now. I was with my wife. We walked in the door at 1058 and they poured us a, a glass of wine. So kiss my whole entire raggedy ass. Okay. I will. So I, I did say this when my mom was on the show, but it's true. Once you learn how to drink wine, everything you drink, you just start doing it with wine. You're just like. Ah, this Diet Coke. I'm getting hints of caramel color and, and carbon. Um, don't 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 try don't lie to the people, Cisco. Okay, don't you dare lie to the people. Uh, we got a fun show today, man. We got oh my god, oh my god, more bombshells dropping in the coaching world. The last 24 hours is something that I think a lot of us never would have thought of or maybe you just don't think about right you just assume that some of these coaching icons are going to be around forever of course i'm speaking of uh nick saban who called it quits yesterday i didn't see it it happened while bash was on the show uh and then going off the air we jump back on real quick to discuss for a moment i hate that my hat's always crooked on this thing and it's not it's literally crooked uh, on my head, but this stupid ass lens that makes my whole face crooked. 
Yeah, it it makes it look crooked. Um, and then, as if that wasn't enough, Belichick's calling it quits. So we're going to get into all of that. We're going to look ahead at the playoff games. Uh, we'll go through the Laminator 5000, and we'll just talk about the games. We'll just talk about who we think is going to win and why. Uh, we'll look at some of the weather maybe as a factor. We got some injury updates in the Browns, uh, Texans game. So we'll get into all of that. Plus let's see what else I have on the rundown. Let's see. Uh, obviously have the headlines. We can look at the NBA power rankings. We need to start. Come on guys. Get your shit together. We need to start prepping for NBA season. Football's winding down folks. Football's coming to an end. We are now officially into the playoffs. There ain't much that there ain't much longer in the NFL season before it's gone. So you better start getting into basketball again. You better start picking it up. We'll get into the draft order for next year, at least as it pertains to the first 18 picks in the draft. Um, we'll look at. I wanted to do something where we just looked back at the stats and looked at like who was top five, just kind of as a. Who was the best five wide receivers um, in in football? Who was the best five running backs? Maybe we'll look at rushing yards or receiving yards and touchdowns and quarterbacks, and we'll look at all that. We'll just we'll just take a gander and see. Uh, I was alerted to the fact that I am I have a uh, stiff competition for the mayor of Pettytown. We'll get into that. Uh, best odds for the uh, 2024 college football season and big news out of golf. We'll even get into that as well, right? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, we got so much to discuss uh, on this crazy, wild, wacky Thursday. One more time, I want to say shout out to Bleed Blue. Look at that. Never doubt that I take showers. It's I got the name off. It's no longer on. Um, But uh, yeah, I want to say thanks again to Bleed Blue. That, that was insane. I was telling my wife, I was like, it was crazy. She doesn't get it. You know what I mean? My, my wife doesn't understand what I do. And so she was just like, wow, what does that mean? What is it? What, what is that? I was like, it just means he was super dope and supportive and nice. Like, that's what it means. She was like, oh, okay. Well, well, that's good. I was like, yeah, it's good. So one more time, man, shout out to Bleed Blue. I, I do want to say, I really do appreciate it. And uh, thank you very much for your generosity yesterday. If you weren't here, Bleed Blue gifted 110 subs. 110 subs to the community. We've never had this many subs on this channel. I don't think I would have to go back and like, look at the analytics or as uh, some people would say the analytics. No one says that really like no one says that, but I like saying it. It makes people uncomfortable. Uh, here we go. Subs. Um, man, is there a way to do like year end? Uh, let's see. Research. No overview achievements, stream summary. Here we go. Overview. How do you just get to, I just want like all of 2020. When do we go in live on the air here? It's about to be two years. We actually, you know what? Actually, we started on Twitch. In 2022, January of 2022, I believe was our, our first shows. So I don't, yeah, I don't think, let's see. How do you customize this hoe? Let me take this over here. Look, yeah, by God. Let's see. This is how my dad, he would always say that. By God. 
By God, I'll tell you. Uh, do you research achievements? I don't know what this means. Stream summary? No, that's per day. I don't get it. This overview sucks. Yeah, this overview is whack. It doesn't give you... Oh, start date. There we go. There we go. Go back to Jan. Mm, there we go. Jan to now. Update. Oh, that's going to take a while. Uh, what? That's not possible. That's not possible at all. Oh, that's total subs. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Month, the most. Oh, no, I stand corrected. I stand corrected. The most we've had in a month was 217 subs in October of 2022. And we had 209 in December of 2022. So that's pretty cool. It's pretty dope. So we're close. 180. Not bad. Not bad. But again, appreciate you, Bleed Blue. Thank you, my brother. Uh, let me close that. All right, there we go. All right, let's get to it. Let's get some sports headlines. Get this show rolling. Come on. Look, he just popped his little head in. What's up, Bleed Blue? I was just thanking you again, homie. I was just saying thank you again for your generosity and kindness. And uh, it was appreciated and it was dope. Uh, so, yeah, I was just uh, just saying. Um, will considering my 24th sub anniversary is my next month. I believe you started on Twitch in Feb of 2022. Actually, we started in January. Uh, but you don't get, I didn't get monetized until February or like whatever. I had to get approved for it and all that shit. So I think we weren't actually monetized, uh, on the affiliate or on the channel. We weren't an affiliate, uh, until February. So that's why. Next month would be 24 months. So, all right. That's the eSports headlines for the day. Bombshell. Breaking news. Breaking news. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Bill Belichick. As if it wasn't bad enough that cranky Nick Saban called it quits. Bill Belichick is leaving the Patriots after 24 seasons with that organization. Six titles. Uh, Bill Belichick is an absolute legend. Legend. It's wild to me. Let's think about a couple of things here. It's wild to me that not only does Belichick call it quits, around the same time, that Nick Saban does, right? Two two guys that may go down as two of the best coaches in their respective leagues. Belichick might go down as one of the greatest coaches in NFL history. Certainly Nick Saban goes down as one of, if not the greatest coach in college football history. I looked at, first of all, Nick Saban never had a losing record in college, ever. That's wild. And his, his record was something like 270-something or 240-something to 70-something and one. He had some one tie. It's insane how good this dude was. Insane. So, Saban calls it quits. Belichick calls it quits. And is it 
Is it any coincidence that it's two of the greatest coaches in their respective field, but also two of the meanest to the media? Two of the grumpiest, crabbiest, crankiest old man coaches? It's pretty ironic. Don't you think? It's like 10,000 spoons. And all you needed was a knife. What's that? Who's the who's the Belichick and say, what is Pop going to call it quits? Oh, my God. Cece. By the way, Cece's a huge Alabama fan. Sent her kid to Alabama. A huge Nick Saban fan. She's also a Spurs fan. Got the Spurs to go. So she's a huge Pop fan. Could you imagine if Pop called it quits today, too? Because, look. There's turmoil in San Antonio, if nobody told you. Uh, Webman Yama's checking himself into games despite Pop saying he's not allowed, and he's going in anyways. And there's San Antonio's starting to get sick of Pop's shit. I'm, I kid you not. It would be wild if Pop's called it quits today. You would have old cranky man Belichick, old cranky man Saban, old cranky man Pops. Who would be the MLB equivalent? Who would be the who is the MLB equivalent of those guys? Who would be um God, who would be the fourth? MLB. I mean, would it well, let's see. MLB managers by age. Oh, let's see. Who would this be? Who would this be? Come on, Internet. Pick it up. Pick let's it. see. Okay. Yo! Since a bull rock, you sexy sum of my gun. Thank you for the resub, buddy. That is 10 months. We done had a sub baby and watched it grow up a month. Maybe Jerry Jones will sell the Cowboys. No, that's not. Oh, to complete CeCe's collapse. But Bochy's not cranky. I'm looking for a coach that's old and crotchety, crabby. As sad as I was yesterday, I might die. <laughs> if Pops called it quits or if Jerry. Uh, <laughs> look at CeCe. Why do you wish this on me, Steven? Let's see. I am sorting. Uh, I have the, I have in my hand. Let's see. Chrome reset. This is really difficult to see. I'm going to sort these by age. Okay, why isn't why don't I get a scroller? Uh, let me shrink that down. There we go. Ron Washington. Ah, but he's really is he cranky though? Uh, and he's not even like a goat, I guess. I guess Bochi would be the best, but Bochi's not cranky. I guess there really is no um, MLB version, right? Because it would have been somebody like Lou Pinella, or I don't know. It'd have been it'd have been somebody me like Dusty's old, but he's not cranky. You know what I mean? Look at this, uh, man. Rocco Baldelli's forty two. Look at all these cats. I'm older than all these dudes that are running major league franchises. That is scary. Me and AJ Hinch are the same age. That's that's real scary. Real, real scary. Uh yeah. So I don't know. I guess I guess it would have to be like a but but see, there's nobody. There's nobody right now in baseball that that good. What is CC's favorite MLB team? The Yankees. All right, don't don't be a hater, Tony. 
Don't be a damn hater, you damn hater. All right, that's driving me crazy. Every time I go back to that, I got to reset. <sighs> Let's see. Uh, It shouldn't be that way. It just shouldn't. Let's see. On... I, I I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't I don't I don't know what I'm doing here. Uh reload. No, that's Oh shut up. I'm trying to figure that out because every time I go back, the the ticker doesn't uh doesn't reload. And that's 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 bullshit. Mm, yeah, and I don't know why. I don't know why. Let's see. I want to overlay in. I don't know. I don't know, guys. Driving me nuts. There we go. I have no idea. This is weird. Okay. You know what? It doesn't matter. Just just limp along, Lavinac, limp along. Oh, Jim Leland. Jim Leland was kind of cranky, but not too bad. All right, let's get back to this. I, I'm sorry. My, my Adderall wore off. Took it at like 7 o'clock this morning. So, Bill Belichick leaving the Patriots after 24 seasons and six titles. Um, is it during a news conference Thursday, Bella, Kraft called Belichick the greatest coach of all time who deserved to be a first ballot Hall of Famer? And he will be. Uh, this is a move that we mutually agreed that is needed at this time. Kraft said, what Bill accomplished, in my opinion, will never be duplicated. <laughs> yeah, getting Tom Brady, you're right. That'll never be duplicated. Um, Belichick, who said he will always be a Patriot, thanked Kraft and his family for the opportunity. We had a vision of building a championship football team that has exceeded my wildest dreams and expectations. I'm very proud of that. I'll always have those great memories. We'll carry those with me the rest of my life. Yeah, everything, every, all good things come to an end, folks. The Patriot way didn't last forever. It was, it really should have just been called the Brady way. Wasn't no Patriots way to it, okay? Wasn't no Patriots way to it. It was the Brady way. Uh, Belichick goes down to the second most, let's see, most wins with one team. George Hallis had 324. Belichick had 296. Don Shula had 274. And Tom Landry had 270. Uh, let's see. It'll be difficult to see him in a cutoff hoodie on the sidelines. But I'll always wish him continued success, except when it's against the beloved Patriots. Mm, there's rumors he might go to the Falcons. Belichick, who had one year remaining on his contract, will be allowed to leave the team without the Patriots seeking compensation. He'll want to continue coaching as uh, he will want to continue coaching and is expected to draw interest from at least some of the other seven NFL teams that have had coaching vacancies. Interesting. I'm an Astros fan. Thank you for the hundred bucks. Yeah, so he didn't retire, per se. Uh, they're just parting ways, but we'll see where he goes because here's here's the problem, and that is a good point, um, Total Dallas. He didn't retire, but I think what we might see is the end of his dominance, the end of his reign, the end of his success. I mean, he didn't have much in New England after Brady left, and he was in charge of everything. So to think that he can go to Atlanta, Tennessee, Carolina, 
I mean, what is he going to, this is just, uh, Washington? Now, there are obviously pros and cons for a lot of those jobs, but remember now, the, the things got a things got a little crazy now. Yes, yeah, San Diego yeah, could be Las Vegas. Things got interesting though when Vrabel was let go. Things got interesting when Tennessee cut ties with Vrabel because that immediately. Yeah, you're right. Chargers, San Diego, L.A. Well, I knew what the hell you meant, Dubs. I, that got really interesting because I I think Vrabel became one of the hotter commodities on the market. Because it wasn't like, um, I don't know, uh, what was Whistlebritch's name out in Vegas? Josh McDaniel. Like, nobody was like, oh my God, we got to have that guy. Brandon Staley and his 7 and 10, 7 and 10, 7 and 10. Wasn't nobody like, yeah, let's do it. There's some sexy coordinator names that are being bantered about. Uh, some retreads that have already had a coaching opportunity. Then now all of a sudden everybody's like, well, let's do it again. Let's see if Dan Quinn still has it. Young up and coming coaches being, have been, uh, names have been floated about Aaron Glenn, Bobby Slowick. So, so there's going to be some interesting names, but none of those are as sexy as Vrabel's, I think. And now Belichick. Wouldn't it be hilarious I think they should do it. If just just for one season, I think Alabama should hire Bill Belichick and I think the Patriots should hire Nick Saban. I do. I think they should hire both. They should just just flip-flop them, swap them. Do it. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> ah, and then yeah, and then after that they could both just quit. I don't know. Um Sissy Borok said, I mean, I think Bill gets the credit for keeping Brady in when he was killing it and making him the guy and also gets credit for some of the best defenses the league has seen for a quarter of a century. He does, but then again, oh, he was a top defensive mind and picked apart Peyton Manning for a whole decade, basically. That's true. But here's the thing. Hey, what's up, Red Hulk? Long time no see. Here's the thing, though, um, about, like... He, he he did have some fantastic defenses, right? He really did. Um, but what happened? Right? I mean, it all went downhill after Tom Brady left. And, and the, the entire time Tom Brady was the quarterback of the New England Patriots, they were good. But shortly thereafter, they were not. And before that, eh, I don't know. What was the what was the Patriots? When did Belichick get there? And when did Brady get there? Let's see. Bill Belichick got to the Patriots. Excuse me. In 2000. And when was Tom Brady drafted? Tom Brady was drafted in... Uh, he went to the Patriots in 2000. Hmm. 2000 to 2019 was when how far Tom Brady went with the Patriots. Bill Belichick was Bradyless from 2020 until the end of this year. And I venture to say if we go and look at his record, which we've done this before, 
but I, I, I think it's worth doing again because uh, it always comes up in this debate. Yeah, there you go. Tom leaves in 2019 where they lose to the Titans in a wild card game. Since then, one playoff appearance that they lost to Buffalo and finished third, third, and fourth in the AFC East. Seven and nine, ten and seven, eight and nine, four and thirteen. It's just they were not used to that. I mean, look at look at this. This is the entire time Belichick is there, right? So there's his Cleveland record, by the way, a winning percentage of four fifty in Cleveland. Lost to Pittsburgh in the divisional game in ninety four. Went six and ten, seven and nine, seven and nine, eleven and five, five and eleven. Okay. Gets to the Patriots and gets Tom Brady five and eleven the first season, and then they're off and running three Super Bowls in four years. Then just a plethora of uh, playoff appearances, and then you sprinkle in three Super Bowls in five years. And the the the, the crazy thing is, I mean, it kind of reminds me of the Yankees, right? The Yankees would just win championships in spurts. It's it's wild, but. Belichick coached without Tom Brady from 91 to 95 and won 45% of his games. Since Tom Brady left, he won 43%, 58%, 47%, and 23%. He had a 68 winning percent, uh, 68 winning percentage with the Patriots. He probably had about that winning percentage with Tom Brady. Not without. Steve said I kept uh, you held that pose well I kept pushing the play button because I thought it froze (laughs) that would be funny if I did that like but there's shit moving on the screen but uh, I should do it like mid talk like all right let's keep this rolling I don't know if that worked or not uh, let's see. I don't know why I held my breath the same time I did it. Phil Jackson is often considered the greatest, and he walked onto into a locker room with some of the best players to ever play the game. Yeah, see, I, I've kind of always disagreed that Phil Jackson was the greatest basketball coach. I really, I, I just, I you can't have two of the three or four greatest players of all time on your team and thump your chest like you did that. I, I did that. It's just like this thing with Belichick. Like, you have the greatest football player of all time. But he's going to be like, I did that? Well, what'd you do without him? I mean, we never really know what Phil Jackson did without Kobe and Jordan. And by the way, their supporting cast on those teams, Shaq and Pippen, I mean, come on. Come on, fam. No, no thanks. Um, I just don't, I just don't buy into it. I, you'll never get me to agree that Phil Jackson is, is the greatest NBA coach of all time. You just won't maybe the luckiest because of the talent that he had to coach. Definitely not the greatest in my opinion. Uh, Ooh, uh, should play the Josh McDaniel song. If we want to go talk about him, <laughs> um, Red Hulk says, uh, Belichick's done with coaching. I don't know. I don't know. Not according to this article on ESPN. So we'll see though. It is the end of an era. And what's crazy is it's the end of two eras. And and so let's talk a little bit about um what's going on in Alabama because the uh 
shoe dropped yesterday late that Nick Saban said he's retiring. And uh, immediately names started pouring in. Who is it going to be? Who's going to replace Nick Saban? And we can get to who's going to replace Belichick and and uh, New England. And it might be Vrabel. It might be the perfect time. And maybe that's why they considered it. Like, hey, Vrabel's not going to come in and be a coordinator. Now might be the right time. I mean, I could see Vrabel being announced as the head coach of the New England Patriots within a within a, a day or two, at the most. I think they're going to fill the offers and be done. So I I think this short, that's a really short list. I don't think you're looking at guys from the Belichick coaching tree. None of them have proven to be worth a shit. What? Oh, my microphone is still shaking, so it won't work. Okay. Um, but I I could see Vrabel. Going in and uh, taking that job over. He's one of the most successful coaches besides Bill O'Brien. Lord, could you imagine if they did that? Sheesh. And I, I kind of hope, as much as I hated the Patriots for so long, because just mostly, and not even because it was a jealousy thing, it was the fact that <sighs> the Texans wanted so badly to be the Patriots. Um... It just, it was disgusting to me. You know what I mean? It was gross. So, uh, I kind of would like it if they made Bill O'Brien. It would, to see him destroy that team like he did the Texans would bring me great joy. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Vrabel seems like the guy in Boston. Yeah, true. Um, let's see. Bill get a nice broadcasting job. Eh. I mean, he, the problem with Bill is he lacks personality. If you're gonna get a broadcasting job, you better have some personality. I could see him maybe being doing some consulting or whatever, but I don't know. He just doesn't have the personality to be a broadcaster, in my opinion. And maybe I'm wrong. What the hell do I know? I don't. I don't own Fox. I don't know. I don't know what they do. So we could talk about New England, um, but names are already coming up to to replace. Nick Saban in Alabama. And one of the first names, you can see this on the headlines there, but Dan Lanning was one of the first names. A few of the names that were thrown out ASAP um, by people that might take over was Kirby Smart. I saw AJ tweet that out. He's like, here's the short list as he had it. Kirby Smart was number one. And I was just like, I don't think so. Why would Kirby Smart leave Georgia? He has everything right now. He's on top. Nick Saban just left. The SEC is Kirby Smart's, and he don't have to go anywhere for that to be so. Now, granted, there's some more competition coming in. You know what I mean? Longhorns and, and Star, Steve Sarkeesian, it's going to be a tougher, tougher game there. Bama's still going to be really, really good. They're going to hire an, an elite coach. They're still going to be an elite team for a while. I mean, Saban's not leaving the covered bear. Although, I just don't feel like it's been as talented of a team as it has been in previous seasons. They still got a ton of talent. Uh, but the SEC is tougher. So, Kirby Smart, cross that off the list. I just didn't think so right away. No. Of all the names in college football, I think there were two names that you could say no way they leave to take that job. Kirby Smart in Georgia 
and Harbaugh in Michigan. I think if anything, if Harbaugh either stays or goes to the NFL, I don't think he would have ever taken the Bama job. Not that his name was floated about, but I think everybody else would strongly, strongly consider it. Now, a name was thrown out. Where's my... I thought this was my... Okay, that does work. I should set that to something else. Dan Lanning's name comes up for every head coaching job, for the job he's done in Oregon. Um, And he shot that down uh, uh, immediately. Lanning said, nope, I'm staying. I don't want to leave. I'm not leaving. Um... And this, this kind of came up, uh, when did this come up? Uh, there was another job that came open and he was like, nah, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not interested. Uh, let's see a video posted to landing social media Thursday contained the caption. If you're scared, your coach is leaving, then come play for us. The ducks aren't going anywhere and I'm not leaving. The video contained an audio clip from landing. I want to be here in Eugene for as long as Eugene will have me. Interesting. Um, Landing's contract runs through 2029 because of Oregon's 12 wins this season, and he's uh, his guaranteed compensation is 52 million. His buyout is 20. He was a defensive coordinator at Georgia under Kirby Smart, um, who was a longtime saving assistant at Bama. Went 10 and three, and here was the thing: they finished sixth in the AP poll. Here was the thing: my my thought on Landing was. I don't, I mean, Lanning is really good. Dan Lanning is considered one of the better coaches in football, but I would not, I I mean, look, I I just flat out, I would not want to be the person or persons in charge of replacing Nick Saban. It's one thing to replace Belichick, but to have to replace Nick Saban, the greatest college football coach of all time at a, at a, at a, program in a university who expects nothing but success and playoff runs and national championships. This is, this is not an easy job because guess what? There's not that many Nick Sabans out there. And the ones that are Kirby smart, Harbaugh. I mean, if you want to, those are two of the, the better guys, but a Dabo Sweeney, but he's fallen off in Clemson a little bit. I mean, Saban was just rock solid. As I said earlier, never had a losing record in college football all these years, even at Michigan State. It's crazy. It's wild. So to have to go in and find his replacement, that's scary. That's You have to get this right. You can't gamble. You can't take a flyer on a young up-and-comer. You, you got to nail this. This has to be exact. This has to be the man. And uh, that's a tough decision. Now, Perry brings up an interesting point. I'm going to get to that in a second. Um, But I I, I first want to say, I don't know that Dan Lanning would be the right guy for the Bama job. Here's why. I think he's a great coach. But Dan Lanning couldn't beat Washington twice. And if you can't beat your biggest rivals, your the biggest team in your division or in your conference, and and in the biggest moments, the brightest moments, and granted, I know Washington got a little lucky 
I get it. All those games are close. But a win's a win. And I I don't know that Lanning would be the guy just yet. He's trending in that direction, but I wouldn't throw him. And he's what has he proven? That he can be ranked sixth in the country? Okay. Cool. Dabo could do that, and he's got skins on the wall. You know what I mean? Uh, Mushmouth that just left A&M could do that. Oh, that was the job. That was the job. When uh, Jimbo Fisher left, everybody threw out Dan Lanning's name for A&M. Now, I'd have loved that. That would have been an upgrade. But those are, those are you know, not that you're going to get Jimbo Fisher just based off of the failures that he had in A&M, but those are the kinds of names. You need older, more proven guys that have skins on the wall. Who is that? What does that list look like? I've seen Steve Sarkeesian's name thrown around. Is he ready for that? Is is he ready for that? Has he proven himself yet for that job? I don't know if he has yet. That's tough. This is Alabama. This isn't A&M. This isn't, you know, Florida State. This isn't Oregon or this. This is Alabama. This is one of the two or three most prestigious jobs in college football. You don't give it to a guy that's close. You give it to a guy that's there. So, Les Miles just clears his name sort of. What? Les Miles? <laughs> um, Alabama's still clinging to their Confederate statues. They are not hiring Dion. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Trace of Bama needs to resurrect Bear Bryant. Eh. That that kind of. Eh. No, Vrabel's not going there. Vrabel's, Vrabel is an NFL guy. Vrabel doesn't relate, I don't think, to college kids. I just, that's me though. I could be wrong, but I don't know. Um, watch Urban Meyer be the next Bama head coach. That would be wild to me. That would be wild. Yeah, Christmas Sam Houston said Jimbo. Those are the kinds of names, though, that it's going to take, I think. That's a really short list. Now, I'm sure there's an article out there, but I'm trying to remember who else. So it was Sark. It was, uh, what's his name, up in Washington, which, again, Washington was impressive. They went undefeated, but all of their games were close, and then they just looked awful in the national title game. Awful. Out coached, out played, out hustled, out everything. So, um, list, let's see, list of coaches to replace Saban. Let's see what they say. Yo, what up, Chewy? <sighs> let's see. Alabama coaching candidates, according to CBS. See, I don't know why. CBS just seems so old to me. So it's like, anytime I see CBS, see, I have to talk like this and say these words just like they are, see? All right, look. here is a list uh, that we shall peruse. Zoom out here a little bit. Yeah, let's take it back in one. There we go. All right, here we go. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian. Okay. Dabo Sweeney, I would probably move to the top of the list right now. Uh, Kaylin DeBoer. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know about Stark just yet. Stark just yet. Steve Sarkeesian um, had proven a worthy Saban pupil. 
Let's see. He's a uh, Sarkeesian has rebuilt the Texas program from five and seven to a college football playoff participant. This is true. This is true. Uh, but their showing in the playoffs wasn't good, and that's not going to be good enough for Bama. Dabo Sweeney is a guy who would move to the top of the list. Kalen DeBoer, uh, Washington coach. He's good. I just don't know if he's ready. Oh, Jared. Jared. What? Yeah. Hell, he's older than Saban, I think. Mike Vrabel, Lane Kiffin. I don't. Mm, no. Uh, Dan Quinn. No. I just, yeah. I mean, on this list, I think it's Dabo Sweeney. That's, that's, that would be my first. Um, I don't know. James Franklin. Franklin never was able to, to, you know, he wouldn't even, the, he was the, always the third best team. They were always the third best school in the Big Ten. <laughs> Nobody ever took peak, uh, or uh, uh, James Franklin serious. You know what I'm saying? Let's see. Um, Dana Holgerson to Bama. No, they want to win. They want to win. Urban Meyer is a good one. Uh, Dabo Sweeney's a good one. Although I don't think Urban comes out. He's got so many health issues. Uh, but he's got that big, big uh, program experience. It's just, you know, can he keep his shit together? Jerry said, I'm not a Bama fan, but I wouldn't want Dabo. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Blee Blue said, besides Dabo, who else could escape a big program currently in a slide? Teresa DeBoer is a good name, but recruits may not know the name as much as they do up in Washington. Yeah. Um, that's the thing. You got to have a name. I wonder if there's any other, let's see. Saban replacement list. Let's see if there's any other, who else posted one? Uh, Oh, Tuscaloosa considering nine candidates. There we go. I'll kiss my ass. Disable your ad blocker. I don't know why it makes me so angry, but it does. Okay. It just does. All right. There you go. Dan Lanning. You can mark his name off the list. He said, no. Kevin DeBoer. Um, yep. We could see that. Let's see. I respect what he's done, but would he fit in the SEC? He's a career winner. Great. He's two and zero against Sark. Great. Um, Let's see. Lane Kiffin. Nah, I just don't see it, man. Kiffin's more sideshow than uh, go. You know what I mean? He's all show, no goes. That's what they say. Josh McDaniels, next Bama coach. Lord have mercy. Help them all. Amos said, if I'm one of those top coaches, I'm not trying to be the coach to follow Nick. I'll follow the guy that never measured up to be Nick. Yeah, there's that, too. I don't think it's Lane Kiffin. Steve Sarkeesian... Probably up there, but I mean, he did turn around a, a major program, but I still think, you know, if Dabo's on this list, he's going to be higher up there. Um, Mike Norvell, Norvell has FSU on the way up. Yeah. Yeah. On the way up. Dabo Sweeney. There you go. I respect Sweeney's accomplishments at Clemson. He's too sensitive for the Alabama job, bro. That's not why you don't give someone the job. 
Sweeney is a fit at uh, for little old Clemson, not big old Alabama. That's ridiculous. James Franklin, okay, he's got the experience. He just never wins. Like I said, he was always the third best team. Deion Sanders is ridiculous. It's just not happening, okay? that's Alabama isn't ready for that kind of... What's the word? Alabama's not ready for that kind of flavor. You know what I mean? They don't, they don't, they like vanilla ice cream and uh, mashed potatoes, no butter, no gravy, and missionary position. And they think, they think, they think black pepper is spicy. Uh, they ain't ready for that. Urban Meyer is on the list. Is this realistic? No. Would he win big? Yes. Uh, so there you go. There's some names. I mean, it's pretty much all the same names. I mean, for me personally, that would be my list. I should make some sort of fancy document that that has my list. How would I do that? What would be a good way to do that? I guess I could just uh, upload a doc. I don't need you to help me write. Number one. Uh, let's see. I'll take all these names and we're going to rank them. So let's take Dan. I mean, we could actually take Dan off the list. He's not going to do it. He already said so. We should do another ranking like we did uh, sexy NFL coaches yesterday, huh? Huh? Y'all want to do a ranking of who's the hottest retired old coaches in football this week? We could do that. I mean, we would basically just be ranking... Um, <laughs> Belichick and Saban. Who's hotter? Who's hotter, ladies in the chat? Belichick or Saban? Huh? If you had to bang one. No, you can't say no. I mean, you can. That's not the way to put that. If you had to. CeCe said, no, longer lurking. Thank you, CeCe. All right. Oh. That was weird. Putting these... Names. Dion's so ridiculous. I don't even want to include it. <sighs> Just seems silly, but whatever. I'll, it's on the list. I'll include it. Uh all right. There's the list. Let's go. Uh let's go rank ours. How do we do this? Huh? This is how I would do it. Uh let's see. One. I think it'd go Dabo. Two probably Sark three oh we can take that off out of this list man I'd probably have to go James Franklin four uh Simply because he got him to a natty. Mike Norville. Uh, Urban Meyer. Yes, I would take Urban Meyer over Lane Kiffin. Oh. There you go. There's my there's my order. There's my rankings according to that list. Dabo, Sark, Franklin, DeBoer, Norvell, Meyer, Kiffin, Sanders. Uh, what's up, Jethro? 
Us Washington fans are very scared as DeBoer. Ah! He just doesn't strike me as a down south Alabama guy. You know what I mean? There's just some guys that feel like they just fit where they're at. Think about that, though. I mean, a lot of these coaches kind of fit the region that they coach in. Jethro, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, down south, you got Jimbo and Dabo and... They're all named Bo, right? You got Jimbo, you got Dabo, you got Gumbo, you got Les Miles, Ed Orgeron. Like all these guys just kind of fit the region, fit their the area. Be, and part of that is because the boosters need to be able to relate to them. The boosters need to be able to see themselves in some way. This is just a fact. It's not good. It's not smart. It's just a fact. You know, I mean, the South is very uh, different than the Pacific Northwest, than the Midwest, and the Big Ten, then out East. So, I don't know. I don't know. That's why Dabo makes sense. Sark makes sense. <sighs> yeah. But that's me. I could be wrong, but that's me. What's up, Joe Pro? Um, I can see Kiffin getting the Bama job for three miserable years while they find a real coach. It could be. And you know what? I mean, you could be right in that they're just like, hey, I just want to fail. Uh, and or, or we just want somebody to fail until we can find somebody to not fail. It could be. Brian Kelly. <laughs> well, now, now listen. You know, it's funny, Dubs. Brian Kelly's as Cajun as they come. That's funny. Remember, he developed a Southern slash Cajun accent. He was all up in Notre Dame. He's all, hello, I love the Lord Jesus. I love the Lord Jesus so much. I I talk like this now because I love Jesus so much. And they're like, you're fired. Get out. And she was like, come on down. And he's like, oh, shoot, we love out here, Lamar. Let's say Lamar don't rule like, what happened to, I love Jesus. Ah, Jesus was Creole. What? Yeah, everybody know that. Now, come on now, now. I don't know. I don't know why I do that for Cajuns. That's not fair. But he did. And do you know why he did, Dubs? Do you know why? To fit in. Because donors and boosters and people that pay a lot of money to these schools they want to see a reflection of themselves. Hey, what's up, Mina? Good to see you, buddy. What's up, B? Streaming live from my bed, sick with the flu. Ugh, that sucks. Had that. Been there, done that, buddy. Hang in there. Jess Rose said, I hope it's true. I think it is. Perry said that's a horrible accent. Yeah, I know, Perry. I don't do good accents. You're just lucky that my Cajun accent didn't devolve into an, an Australian accent like all my other accents do. Oh, what? And you think my Notre Dame Midwest uppity accent was great? Come on, fam. <laughs> Joe Pro said, I understood every word. I don't know what you're doing, Perry. Huh? I got every word of that. <laughs> that's hilarious um so there you go all right that's um uh, that's a lot of coaching talk <sighs> real quick cbs news accident is what cbs news accident is pretty oh thank you 
Thank you very much, Bleed Blue. I, uh, I, I, I try. I try. I don't get the credit for it other than from you, Bleed Blue, but I try, buddy. I tried. All right. Oh, shit. I just closed the order. Well, I'll have to make a pretty slide and post that, you know, content. I'm so sick of content. Um, we haven't really talked about this on this show yet. But uh, Vander Franco could be barred from entering the U.S. ever. Not just now, but ever. Shut up, Cisco. Shut it up. Cisco said Barry's Cajun accent sounds like his Kermit the Frog voice. No. Kermit the Frog here. All right, shut your... See? Not even not even close. Shut your whore mouth, Cisco. Amos said who? Sounds like a mad goose. <laughs> uh, you mean Patrick Mahomes? Hey, Kermit the Frog here. We're gonna we're gonna win. We're gonna beat the Dolphins. Yeah. Um, I, I can only my Kermit the Frog only sounds like Kermit the Frog when I'm saying Kermit the Frog. That's it. If I try to do anything else, it goes down south. It goes downhill real quick. Um. This Vonda Franco story is pretty crazy. So, allegedly, he was paying money to a woman to keep her mouth shut and allow him to date a 14-year-old girl in the Dominican Republic. Those are the allegations, that he had a relationship with a 14-year-old girl and gave her mother a hundred thousand Dominican pesos. That's like seventeen hundred bucks a month to maintain a dating relationship. We're just dating. Fourteen year old girl. Um, the judge in the Dominican has said, "Nah, you can leave the country. It's fine. Just be back in a month, okay?" Don't make me come and find you. Now, see, that's my Dominican judge accent. That's pretty good, right? Now, you listen to me. You listen. So the judge is like, yeah, do your thing, player. Come on back, though. And the U.S. is like, uh, hell no. You ain't coming over here. That's gross, bro. You're not, no, not, we don't want you here. We don't want you here. Uh, it could very well be, and I, I think it very well will be, should, especially, uh, you know, if the allegations are true or are found to be somewhat true even. He's done. He's not playing baseball in America anymore. He's not playing baseball in Major League Baseball anymore. And that means he's he would forfeit $174 million dollars. On his 11-year, $182 million deal. Wow. And I mean, the fact of the matter is, forget the money. Forget the baseball. Dude's a pedo, if true. If the allegations are true, these alleged allegations, I don't care about none of that other stuff. His nasty ass should be in jail, period. And I certainly don't think you let him back into the United States, especially knowing that. So, nah. Nah. 
<laughs> Bleed Blue said we should let him back in and someone should beat the crap out of him. I mean, that's not what he said in the chat, but I'm not going to condone that. But I don't, I don't disagree with that. You know, I don't, I don't disagree with it. Um, Nate, those are y'all are aggressive in the chat. Cisco said I'd let him bang Total Dallas for seventeen dollars a month. Uh, and still only give Total Dallas like three of that. I'm keeping fourteen for administrative overhead. Um, yeah, pretty pretty wild story. So there's that. And then uh, last story I had on the headlines before we move on to some NFL talk. Um, NBA and the NBA teams actually are wanting the NBA draft to move and become a two night event and not just one and done. Now, remember, it's only two rounds in the NBA draft, but teams were bitching and moaning that it felt rushed. They just, it moves so fast and we don't know who to pick. It's the second round, bro. There's like four or five stars in every draft max. You don't need to overthink it, homie. Just pick a name. And you have all offseason. You have so long to put together your draft board. And I get it. There's, it moves and, man, you never know who's going to take who. And no, no, no. I get it. But if you have your rankings, all right, this is who we want front court players. This is who we want back court players. If you go that far, maybe it's just a matter of uh, this is who we have best available one through 60. Well, they just took number five. Guess we're not taking him. I mean, that's, that's, it just seems that simple to me. You know what I mean? But now they're moving it to a second night. Who, by the way, let's just, let me just ask it this way. Let me just ask it this way. Uh, hold on, I'm going to reload the stupid crawl. Raise your hand if you'll watch the second round of the NBA draft on TV. What? Raise your hand if you want to watch 31 through 60 get drafted. Guys that you've never heard of and don't care about. Nobody wants to watch that. Nobody. Even, even people in the chat that are actually putting a hand up, Total Dallas. As dumb as Total Dallas is, as dumb as he is, there is no way he would actually watch a day two NBA draft night. It's just, it's just dumb. What are you going to do? Yeah, Perry goes, I don't even watch the entire first round. Exactly. As soon as you see who your team took, I'm bounced late. I'm at, I'll catch you next year. You're done. Yeah, I want to see one and two and maybe three. And then I want to see who did my team take if it wasn't one of those. And then I'm out. Give a damn about pick number 39. Pick number 58. Out there, pick number 69. I like it. <laughs> but that would be supplemental, and we don't care about that. Dre said Mines will watch it. <laughs> Dre wins chat of the day. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. 
It's usually CC winning chat message of the day, but that is hilarious. Um, yeah, Amos said, I just wait for ESPN alerts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. By the way, can we talk about something for a second off topic? I got through all the headlines, by the way. So all those are done. We can put the headlines in the books. They're finished. Coming up next on the show, we're going to talk um, 2024 NFL draft order as of right now. For all the teams not in the playoffs, where's your team drafting? I'll let you know, Saints fans. <laughs> All right, that was uncalled for. That was uncalled for. Um, I'll let you know, Titan Hugo. <laughs> Bronco Jeff Bell. <laughs> Mark G. That <laughs> made me lightheaded. Oh, shit. I can't. Almost passed out. Perry gave me the double rods in the chat. <laughs> Don't say mines three times in a row. He's like, he's like Beetlejuice. Did you see Urias won't get charged by DA in Los Angeles? I did see that. I did see that. Yeah, they're not. They're not going to do it. It doesn't mean, again, doesn't mean it didn't happen. It just means they don't have enough as evidence. They feel like they don't have enough as evidence to prosecute. Um. Yeah, so we'll do NFL draft order for everybody's teams that didn't make the playoffs. Uh, Chris Householder. <laughs> Who else did I miss? Uh, Aaron J. Bryant. <laughs> I think I got everybody. I think I got everybody. Mm, yep. Looks like it. All right. Um. But real quick, I have a I have a bone to pick. I need to get this off my chest. All right, a little little ranty rant. I'll turn the hat around for the rant. If I black out, somebody revive me. AJB said, "What happened? I heard my name. I was laughing at everybody." Whose teams didn't make the playoffs? I'm gonna give the draft order so they know where their teams pick. And I was laughing at you. Um, yeah, except for what I was reading, he pushed her and pulled her by the shoulder and or hair. I don't know why they would put it like that. I, I don't know. This is a good question. House didn't die, Stephen. He just comes back every once in a while. He's a busy man and he can't watch. During the day. Okay. Please <laughs> boost the Diet Coke blackout. I recognize this. All right. Here's the deal. Now, I'm a busy man. Okay. I'm a busy man doing busy man things. I don't get to watch sports when they happen a lot of times. I try to. But it doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes I'm busy doing busy man things. Sometimes I'm doing husband things. Sometimes I'm doing stand-up comedian things. I got a lot going on. You know what I mean? I have a TV show. <laughs> Oops, let me get that. I dropped that. Here's that. 
You know, I have a radio show. Oh shit, I did it again. I dropped I dropped that right there. I have a successful Twitch show. Oh, damn it. Where did that go? The number one comedy special on Dry Barn. Let me get that. While I'm down here, I'm nationally touring stand-up comedian. Uh supermodel. Okay, that one doesn't count. I got a lot of shit going on. <sighs> So I don't always watch games when they happen. Now, a lot of people in my life know this. Most of them don't give a shit, but they know this, right? So I have tried to tell people, hey, don't 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 talk to me about sports. All right. I, I don't I, it, if you want to talk about a game or an incident or whatever, what I need you to do is always to say you lead with, you lead with, hey, did you watch the game or have you watched the game yet? Okay. That's a real simple question. That is just super easy. That's it. But there are people in my life that don't do that. Like my mom, which she is now gets it, but I had told her several times because my mom loves sports. This is where I get my love of sports from my mom. I mean, my dad likes sports, but my mom loves sports. And so she watches and she wants to talk about it. And so inevitably, I haven't watched the game yet because maybe I had a gig or, you know, I was doing something. I'm like, well, I'll watch it later tonight at like midnight or I'll watch it in the morning before uh, before I start show prep or before I do the show. I'll watch it in the morning, right? But inevitably, I'll get a text from Jenny at 9.30 at night and be like, can you believe the Rockets won? Damn it, Jenny. She texted me the other day. I, I, I had, um, where was I? Ah, I was coming back from Lowell, Arkansas. I was on the road in Lowell, Arkansas, and um, was going to come home and watch the Texans game late Sunday night. Uh, yeah, late Sunday. It was like a nine-hour drive for me. I was going to get in town about 9.30. I was going to watch the Texans game. On the drive... I get a text, bing, I pick it up, and it says, can you believe the Texans won this game? Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. No, 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 nope, nope, no, no. It didn't matter, whatever it was. I'm trying to remember now. That was one time. Oh, it was the it was the Browns game. Yeah, it was the Browns game. I hadn't watched it yet, and she goes, can you believe... Uh, that the Browns blew out blew out the Texans like that. I was like, Mom, I haven't watched these games yet. Like, so I, I told her, I was like, you can't do that to me because I still have to watch it. I have to be able to talk about it knowledgeably. I'm not like some of the people on radio in this town. Oh. Did he just say that out loud? Yeah. I'm not like some people on radio in this town that just read the recap on ESPN's website and say I watch the games and pretend like I know what I'm talking about. I'll say, I didn't watch these games, but I saw or I read blah, blah, blah. You guys have heard me say that a million times. But also, I'll try to watch games and then speak knowledgeably and make notes and give you my opinion on them. 
So when you spoil it for me, I still got to go watch the damn game knowing what's going to happen. And it drives me insane. I hate it. I hate it so much. Blee <sighs> Blue said, damn, now I feel bad. Sometimes I work 40 hours a week. Thanks, bro. Yeah. Cisco said I was going to send you a message the other night after the Texas game. Yeah, I, I honestly don't. Um, so the other night, national championship game. Oh, no. It was the playoffs. It was the 14 playoff games. Um, I don't remember why I hadn't watched them yet. But I was sitting down to watch it later, smoke a cigar. And, uh, my co-host on football Saturday, now sports Saturday on CW 39, Giselle strong. She's awesome. Love her to death, but she group texts. She texts the group chat and she goes, I told y'all Michigan would win. And this was the, you know, not the championship game. And I was like, girl, what are you doing? You can't do this. You're as bad as my mom. You can't. I'm not even, I haven't even sat down to watch the game yet. And now you've ruined it for me. And I still have to watch this game. I'm going to don't, you can't do this. Don't do that. This is all sports people in this chat. Just ask, have y'all watched the game yet? That's it. And if someone says no, then shut the fuck up until we've all watched it. And I literally get mad when this happens. So I told her that I did. I, I, I can prove it. I literally have the chat messages. I gotta find the group chat. Uh, yeah, because she was like, I told you Michigan would win. I was like, yo. So then national championship game. Hadn't watched it live. I sat down to start watching it probably around halftime-ish. All right, get back. I'm just, I'm, that's about the time I'm getting ready to watch it. I get my cigar. I go outside, I sit down, turn the game on. I get through halftime. I'm into the third quarter. Bing. I pull up my phone and it says, I told y'all, which means she had picked Michigan to win the national title. I was like, okay, God damn it. I'm blocking you. I said, I'm blocking you. I'm in the third quarter and you have now, and it was still close at this time. They, Michigan didn't just, finally take over the game and blow Washington out at this point. I was so mad. So then when I got to the studio yesterday, I let her know. I was like, yo, I'm serious. Like, that's some bullshit. You can't be doing that. I don't get to watch these games. She goes, eh, well, everybody gets alerts. I was like, no, I don't get alerts because I have to watch the game so I can know what I'm talking about. I'm not like half the people that talk sports in this city. I need to know that I know what I'm talking about. And not just what somebody wrote down for me. Okay? I like to watch the games and have opinions. Which I don't think she appreciated that. But she was like, you're so old. I was like, what the fuck? Why is that old? That's not an old person thing. Because I want to watch a sporting event without knowing the outcome first. Well, everybody gets alerts. And everybody knows like ESPN. Yeah, I don't like that. I gotta know. I gotta watch it. So I ask you, chat. Who's the asshole? Is it me? 
Or is it the people ruining sporting events for me or the outcomes of sporting events for me? Am I the asshole or is it them? Is my mom the asshole or am I? Is my coworker Giselle the asshole or am I? Is Cisco the asshole or am I? Sucks. Barry, have you watched the World Cup final? I won't spoil it for you. No, I haven't. Um, don't say anything until I watch it. Dear said, y'all remember ESPN text alerts. Those were the days. I never, ever, ever get alerts like that. Ever. Ever. Uh, Bleep Blue said, if you're going to tell me the outcome, can you at least tell me early enough to make some money off of it? Yeah, right? Right? Can you all be assholes? No, one of us is right. And the other one are the two women in my life that spoil sporting events for me. No. <laughs> Mark G said, new BOD segment. Am I the asshole Thursdays? Isn't that like a Reddit? Am I the asshole? Hard times a devil's advocate. If you know the outcome because someone jumped the gun, can you still not watch the game for your purposes? Or is it impossible to do so? I don't know what you mean by that. I just explained to you that I watch the games so that I can come on this show or go on TV or go on radio. I mean, I do the hidden Wichita. They always ask about sporting events and, hey, what would you think of this game? And, you know, they wanted my insight on the Texans. So they're like, well, you know, the Texans did this. What do you think? I'm not just going to be making up random shit. I have to watch the game. I got to watch the national championship game. Because when I do these shows, people want to know. What are your thoughts? Believe it or not, I know I'm not fussing at you, Arthur. Believe it or not, some people actually respect my sports takes. Believe it or not, I put a lot of thought and time and effort into not just having a, a, a good, solid opinion on something. You might not agree with it. You might not like it. But I'm not just pulling this out of my ass or out of thin air like a lot of people on the airwaves in this town. I actually put thought into a lot of my takes, into a lot of my opinions. And I've had people say, I'm surprised you actually have decent sports takes. I don't agree with them all, but yeah, because I, I study, I watch, I learn, I make notes. <sighs> um, I turn off my notifications unless I'm watching the game live. Yeah. I don't because then I'm like, well, what if something happens, right? Actually, you just want the suspense everyone else felt. No, no, I, I, it's not just that. It's, I mean, it's partly that you're right in that regard, in that regard, I don't want to know the outcome of the game because I still want to enjoy watching sports. If I already know the outcome of the game, I might as well just not do this then. You know what I'm saying? Like, I still want to enjoy the game that I'm watching. Who doesn't? We love sports. So. Dre's drunk. Josh Allen for MVP. Dre is somehow on meth. I have no idea. Who, who stole your phone and typed that, Dre? Yes, I wouldn't want to know the end either. Thank you. Uh, um, 
you're inspect you're inspecting not to get the out of come of games you haven't seen in 2024 is wild. Why? Amos thinks it's wild that I would expect to not get the, I stayed off my phone. I literally I managed to not find out who won the Texans game until I watched it. I was with my wife. I was in the Hill Country. Cisco rolled out the red carpet for us. We did some wine tastings and some food. It was amazing. I'm going to be posting all that shit tomorrow. I've got a ton of pictures that I'm super excited to post on my socials. It was a blast. We were there Friday. We drove up Friday, Saturday, and we drove back Sunday afternoon. And I didn't walk into this house until 4 o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday. And I still didn't know who won the Texans game. Texans Colts game. I had no idea. I didn't see. I didn't get on social media. I didn't get on text. I just left my phone alone. If an alert would go off. Oh, well. And I literally was able to do that. But a lot of times I just assume people know when it comes to sports. Don't just bust into my DMs and tell me who won. Oh, no, no, no. Does it just make you less likely to want to watch it, even though you still watch? Oh, okay. I heartthrob. I get it now. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I just, I just kind of, you ever heard of the term grudge fuck where you just, you have sex with somebody just out of spite. It's like, I hate this bitch. He's like, I hate this dude, but I don't give a shit. I'm grudge fucking him. I grudge watch sports when someone tells me the outcome. I'm mad. I might skip some shit, too. Now, boy, I get that 10-second jump thing. I'll wear that button out if I know the outcome. But I still watch the plays, and I still want to get, you know, the the gist of the game. (sighs) Um, Jared Taylor, ask me anything about anything. Why are you wearing a hat today? Because I haven't cut my hair yet. It's super long. Look at that. That's disgusting. It just blends in. It just looks like it just looks like my head goes whoop. It just blends into the background. So that's why. See? It's just long. It just looks weird. That's why I'm wearing that. Um To be fair, the National O's couldn't possibly watch all these games but comment on them. Oh no, no, no. They get their their takes fed to them. Hundred percent. 100% people are writing down info for Stephen A. Smith. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. They're writing shit down for him. He might formulate some opinions based on the information he's given, and then they'll fact check it and make sure he's not just making shit up wildly, wildly but... um, If it's a family emergency, they can call my wife. Yeah. Trey said, how about that Stephen A. Smith, Jason Whitlock beef? Just shit got interesting yesterday. I, haven't, I don't even know what that is. Don't even know. Don't even know what's going on. Somebody will have to send me a link. I have no idea. I just I just caught up on the Jimmy Kimmel Aaron Rodgers beef. We'll talk to them about that in a second. Um, I'm making a phone app that is a better do not disturb filter for spoilers. Just put it in terms or context and boom, better life. Yo, that's genius. Well, I'm, I'm in. Put me on the beta test. I can block social media messages and text messages. If it has the word Astros or Rockets or Texans or National Championship, yes. Put me on the list. 
Flip said white people are weird when it comes to this subject. And then Tony said, Flip, you could have stopped it weird. Shut up, Tony. Um, <laughs> Flip, that's not true at all. That's not true at all. Do you not understand what my job is? Why do you think it's weird that I would have to watch a sporting event that I already know? That's the whole point and fun of sports is we don't know the outcomes. That's why we gamble. That's why we make predictions. That's why we argue. And then it's settled on the field and we didn't know. Unless you're watching pro wrestling. Otherwise, which is not a sport. I don't shut up. Okay. But it's just wild. Why do you think, why, why, what does that have to do with the being white people being weird, bro? I don't want to know the outcome of some shit. That would be me, like me being like, hey, um, can you believe that kid was dead the whole time in the sixth sense? You're like, bro, I literally just hit play on the movie. Ah, okay, we'll still watch it. Don't be weird, white people. What are you talking about, Flip? Flip is the, is the, Goddamn king of dumb takes in the chat. I, I love Flip. He was a great producer for the time. He's 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 great. He's got and, and super supportive on Twitter. Some of his takes in the chat are super stupid. White people aren't weird on that. I don't want to know the outcome. Uh, Total Down said I'm not watching a recorded sporting event unless it's my team winning a championship. What are you talking? Why? I have all that shit recorded. I'll sit there and watch two, three, four games. I'll randomly watch a Rockets game. What up, McLovin? Yeah, I'll, yeah. Why not? Uh, possibly Joe Pro said, give a couple years, Barry. Tell you the movie plot today and it's fresh. Watch it in two weeks. Every day is Christmas. Way to ruin a movie, Barry. Keeping that scary movie in the trash. <laughs> Uh, you can't spoil a movie for me. I'll watch it anyways. That's weird. Why are black people so weird about this? All right, let's move on. Rant over. Uh, let's talk about the NFL draft coming up. Here we go. NFL draft 2024. Here is the top 18 picks in the NFL draft for 2024. The top 18 picks, the order has been decided. And this means your team is not in the playoffs unless they were given a pick or got a pick from somebody else, perhaps. That is not the case. Not the case. Uh, so here's the order. Now, remember that Carolina gave up their first round pick this year so that they could move up and... <laughs> I said I wouldn't laugh anymore. <clears throat> I'm professional. Carolina had given up their first round pick so that they could move up and take <clears throat> They could move up and take Bryce Young. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> So they move up, they take Bryce Young, and uh, they're the worst team in football. And now they have the number one pick again. Only they don't. Now Chicago gets to mess up the number one pick. And they will. 
Oh, they will. Chicago's going to mess this up. Don't you fear. So Chicago has the number one pick thanks to Carolina. The Commanders are two. The Patriots are three. Mm. I smell quarterback. I smell quarterback first, second, and third in this draft. Cardinals are four. Chargers, five. Giants, six. Would you watch your team's game if you knew the outcome? What a dumbass poll. Who suggested that? Flip? I like that Flip doesn't know how to use channel points. Like, can we take a poll? No, use your points like B. Hannon did because he's a grown-ass man. All right, I'll do the poll. Uh, y'all just never let me get through. Let me just, let me get through this and then I'll make the poll. We've already moved on. You guys are way behind on topics. Um, so chargers are five. Y'all make it so hard to make content. Cause you just take me off on a spiral. of ADHD-ness. Then I got to it takes, it's no wonder it takes me so long to make a damn video for this channel. Every, every goddamn subject is pew, 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 because of y'all. The Giants are six. The Titans are seven. The Falcons are eight. There you go, AJB. Bears are nine. And the Jets are 10. So there's your top 10. Chicago, Washington, Patriots, Cardinals, Chargers, Giants, Titans, Falcons, Bears, Jets. <sighs> Uh, Vikings are 11, Broncos are 12, Raiders are 13, Saints are 14, Colts 15. Colts go from winning your end to a top 15 pick. Pretty wild. Uh, Seahawks are 16, Jags go from division leader to 17th overall pick, and the Bengals are 18. So, that's that. And then yesterday we talked about it a little bit. Um... The the Texans have a little motivation to beat the Browns. They get their first round pick this year. If they beat the Browns, then the, the Browns will be drafting 19 through 24 in one of those slots. So beating them gives them a higher draft pick. It also means that their draft pick that they would have had this year falls lower outside of the top 24 which is the one they have to give to Arizona for moving up and grabbing Will Anderson. So that would be the ideal scenario. That would be the ideal scenario. So, um, <laughs> Donna said, don't read the chat. It's really hard, Donna. It's really, I keep it literally like right here. And maybe I shouldn't, but I just feel like if, if I ignore you guys and ignore the chat, then the show uh suffers isn't that weird i move the chat and my lighting changes oi oi what the hell what in the wild wild yeah i just i just you guys are a part of the show so i you know um all right so let's 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 do this dumbass poll question new poll what was it uh being in there you go would you watch would you watch your team's game if you knew the outcome? Yes, no. All right, you got five minutes. Get on my poll. 
Get on my poll. Um, flip. Uh, let's see. Would you? Yes, Tony the Handsome. Are you? Or she will tell me while watching what happens. What? What did Jared Taylor say? Where is she? My wife Googles the end of movies and TV shows before she watches them. What? Yes. Hashtag psychopath. That's insane behavior. That is insane behavior. That is insane. That is that is psychopathic behavior. Why would you do that? That's so weird. Now that is some white people shit. Uh, only thing better is if uh, it was the Titans that did that. That'd be true. Uh, and we're going to get to some pettiness about the Titans here in just a second. Thanks to Lil Uzi. Um, let's see. Yes, no, bacon. I choose bacon. I know I should have put bacon. I should have done that. Well, that's awkward. B Blue said, I pew, pew, pew you all day if possible. <laughs> Appreciate you, buddy. Ah, what's up, Ian? What happened to the Carolina Panthers? Yeah. They did that. They did that. Um, Mark can never see Paul. Uh, yeah, that's true. Mark never sees his Paul. Um, uh, Mark can't see his Paul. Never, 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 never. Okay. Um, you got a couple minutes. So in the meantime, got that out of the way. Um, I was uh, I I was tagged on this, and it come to find out, ladies and gentlemen. Breaking news. There is apparently some competition. I have some competition uh, for being the mayor of Pettytown. Everybody knows I'm about as petty as they come. If you know me, you know I love me some pettiness. And I claim to be the mayor of Pettyville. But the owner of the Titans may be taking pettiness to a whole new level to all new heights okay um <clears throat> this is uh, uh her name is stephanie adams strunk i think that's her name let me look it up here uh titan's owner amy adams strunk she looks like her name is strunk that's all i'm saying i'm just saying she looks like a strunk. Don't take that out of context. Don't say that was mean or belittling. I'm just saying she looks like a strunk. Okay. Well, Amy Adams strunk apparently wasn't thrilled that the Titans lost to the Texans. And that's when she decided she was going to fire or move on from Mike Vrabel. Because her hatred for this city, her hatred for the Texans and the Texans organization and the actual city of Houston is so deep that she can't stand to lose to them. And this is according to John Crumpler. Well, it, according to Joe Rexroad of The Athletic. But Joe Rexroad of The Athletic wrote, Strunk was thrilled that the Titans pulled it off. But one week later, the Titans lost to the Texans in overtime and wearing the Love You Blue uniforms, mind you. Just want to just wanna point that out. They thought they were being so funny. <laughs> we're going to wear Love You Blue against the Texans because, you know, trolling. 
And then they got their ass whooped in those uniforms. Ah, what a glorious day. What a glorious day for the city of Houston. So she was apparently mad, visibly angry, they said, about that loss. Because she thought, I guarantee you, chat, she thought she was being slick. She's like, they're going to come to Tennessee. And since we didn't, the reason they didn't do it on the road, I promise you, I bet you if I knew somebody in the organization, they would validate this. The reason they chose to, I mean, to me, it would have been a bigger slap in the face to do it in Houston. You know why they didn't? Because if you do it at home, instead of it saying Titans in the end zone, you can put Oilers. And that's what they did. They had Oilers in the end zone. They had the Love You Blue colors on, the Oil Derrick, all of that. Oh, it was the ultimate troll job and slap in the face to Texans fans and Houston fans. Old Houston Oilers. That's what it is. That's what it was. I promise you. So when it all backfired and they lost and they got their ass whooped, ha ha, ha ha, ha ha, she got mad. It didn't go the way she wanted it. Uh, it says that's when several members of the Titans staff, because she was visibly angry about it. That's when several members of the Titans staff believed that she had made up her mind. She wanted to move on from Vrabel. She consulted with some others in NFL circles about the decision, but ultimately the decision was all hers with no input from Carthen. I mean, look, karma's a bitch. Okay. Karma is a, what is that? How's that go? Karma is a dog. Karma is a loss to the Texans. Karma is a loss in the love your blue colors. Karma is bounced from the playoffs. Karma is Derek Henry not being great, but then showing you can still be great and then leaving. All right. Maybe I'm not a good songwriter. I mean, it's not Taylor Swift level, but. Uh, <laughs> Amos said losing the Falcons twice in a season would get you on the bubble in New Orleans. I completely understand why she fired him. Hey, man. Ain't no shame in losing to a playoff team. Ain't no shame in losing to a good Texans team. Ain't no shame in that. Um, But that's karma. And uh, I, I just, I find it hilarious that she would move on. And I also, I, I, I mean, that's justice. That to me, you know, what I, I said, look, the reason that old boy had missed the extra point or missed that field goal or I remember what it was. That was the football gods. Letting Tennessee know that what they were doing is not okay. So, Noah Brown should have did the electric slide in Tennessee. Uh, okay. Barry knows the beat. Yes. Mm, Mark said, half listing at work. All our customers are freaking out about the big winter storm. Flip said, what the fuck? 11 to 11 in the poll. Looks like we all dumb. Uh, do we have the results? Are the poll results in? Uh, poll results are in. View results. We have a tie. 
Yeah. What do you think? It was just going to be a landslide? Bro, that's the whole, that's what I don't understand. That's why 11 of you that said, uh, yes, you would still watch your team's game if you knew the outcome. I mean, I, I would say yes, because I have to, but like, especially if it's a blowout losses, I don't want to watch that shit. I don't have to. That's not weird. That's not weird. I hope Rabel goes anywhere else and wins the Super Bowl. I would a uh, thousand percent on board with that. Thousand percent. Ian, you missed the whole first half of the show when we spent probably what chat thirty minutes on that conversation. I ranked them. I mean, my God, I went through one through eight and ranked who I think should be who should get the job out of the list of candidates that were thrown out there. Spoiler alert. It was not Dion. Speaking of winter storms, why Barry's not putting out his Stanley Cup over the spigots around the house? Go viral instantly. Cece said, I'm a busy lady and my bedtime is eight. I can't watch. Good Lord, Cece. Really? You go to bed at eight? You're worse than Nora. I'll go to bed earlier than eight, maybe like. Two or three times a month. Last night I was up until 2.30 in the morning. And then right back up at 5.30. Yay. All right. Um, so there's your there's your mayor of Petty Town update. Um, let's see. Wow. That's the only thing I hate about hats with a lot of hair is my head itches a lot. No, he's not going back to Oregon. He just said he's not leaving Oregon. He said he's happy. Um, Ian, he said he's not leaving. He likes it there. He's a lifer, which, okay. Uh, Close. We'll get to that in a minute. I don't really want to get into that just yet. Uh, this, I want to show you this video real quick at the Bucks game, the last Bucks game of the season. You may have seen this wash your hat. This is, I barely, this is a brand new hat. I've only worn it like five times. Uh, this is a video that, um, <laughs> well, I'll just set it up for you. The, the Bucks were uh, doing their flyover. And they, the DJ pressed the wrong button on the song. I want you to listen and listen close. It happens quickly. Uh, If you have headphones, you might want to put them in. I mean, I've been cussing all day. It don't matter. Uh, But this was at the Bucks game before the flyover. Check this out. Oh, it's not really a film session. Uh, Joe Pro, but check this out. Please rise for our national anthem. Open up the safe, bitches got a lot to say. Shuffle. 
He was probably, you know, vaping or some bullshit. He's high as fuck. He's like, man, I don't give a shit to Bucks. I don't give a damn about this game, bro. You know what I'm saying? He might have, he probably was just like, man, let me see what these bitches on OnlyFans are doing. Look at girl, you know we went to junior high to get what? Oh, it's, is it time? Shit, my bad. My bad. Boop. And then pushes the wrong button. He's like, oh, my bad. Please rise my for bad, our bro. national anthem. Oh shit, hold on, girl. National anthem. Open up the safe, bitches got a lot to say. Bro, that is so funny. You got to fly over. Open up the safe. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, that person does not have a job. They didn't have a job by halftime. Somebody went down there and was like, what in the hell was going on? What was that? They were like, yo, man, I, I don't know, bro. I had, my, I had the phone connected in and then... Uh, 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 you know, what, well, what happened was Frankie came in and pulled up his, his iTunes and I was like, nah, man, we don't do, I just have. And then I, when I hit space bar, it, it played Frank's song. That's not, that's not, that's not me. I don't, I don't even know what song that is. <laughs> Dude, that's so funny. That is so funny. You, I mean, could you imagine? One more time. Please rise for our national Everybody's anthem. Everybody's like, you damn right. Let's go. Let's Open for up America. safe, bitches got a lot to say. So great. Oh, that's so awesome. Uh, the question I have is, why was that song in the stadium's playlist? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I'm glad it was though, because boy, that made it fun. I want. I, why can't we get that at the Texans game, huh? You know what it would be at the Texans game? We all know. Don't act like you don't. They'd be like, "Please rise for the national anthem." It's football time. Oh, for fuck's sake! No, I know what it would be at the Texans. You've if you've been to a Texans game, you know exactly what it would be. Please rise for our national anthem. What? Like, what the fuck? What? That, they, I don't know if they still play that song, but they used to play that shit constantly. What? Like, okay, could you please stop? Could you please stop playing that? Please. Stephen, the weather guy said Janice McNair would keel over. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's outstanding. Um... They didn't have a job by the first commercial break. Yeah, them planes and the flyover didn't even land before they had already lost their job. That's outstanding. The question I have is, okay, uh, we are due for a new national anthem. Um, No, you don't do that. No. Mm -mm. You just don't. You just don't, the, the national anthem is not a theme song for a TV show. Okay. You don't just, oh, you know what? It's been seven years. Let's, let's update it. No, you don't do that. Um, <laughs> you got to do the rest of the season to play it off. <laughs> right. Right, Amos. Every, every now, every time they're like, "Please rise for the national anthem." Open up the safe site. 
<laughs> Cisco. Oh, that's true, Alex. It would be Slip Thug, right? Four foes, I'm tipping. Wood grain, I'm gripping. Uh, that would be great, right? Welcome to the land where it just don't stop. Bro, I'm going to tell you right now. If that happened in Houston and that song came on, ain't nobody changing it. Okay, just so we're clear. If you're at a Texans game and they go, would you please rise for the national anthem? And then you hear, welcome to the land where it just don't stop. Trunks pop, tops drop while the front end hops. And, bro, they're not changing that song until it's over. That would be against the religion of this city. They'd be like, just let it play, man. Just let it play. Let's go. Come on. I'll stand here with my hand over my heart for that. That's hilarious. Uh, um... We lose at one, we would have to open the roof. Two, get a flyover of a domed stadium. Three, have a cool DJ who could be paid off. We can make all that happen. We can make all that happen. Uh, B. Hanson, Texas DJ is Vanilla Trill. What? Vanilla Trill? Who the hell is that? I'm guessing it's a white guy. Vanilla Trill. Goes by Chris. He's an Instagram dancer and a former stadium DJ. Oh, former. Well, he ain't. He ain't uh, the Texans DJ no more. Yep. White guy. Nailed it. Nailed it. Oh, no, he still is. Apparently. Unless he just didn't change it. Houston Texans in stadium DJ for bookings. Jesus Christ. He's got 303,000 followers. What am I doing? What? What am I doing? Why does why does why does everybody hate me? Why is why is this why is this world the way it is? This dude is an in-stadium DJ. For a team that's been ass and boo-boo for years. But because he's that, he's got all these connections and he's all <laughs> I mean, I'm being a hater right now, and I get it, and I don't hate the dude because I don't know him. It's just like that fat motherfucker that rides the train at the Astros games. Fuck that dude. Now that I have a beef with that dude, that's not just me being just rando uh, petty crocker hater. You know what I mean? That's not me just being a random hater on somebody that has success. Fuck that fat motherfucker on that train, okay? I'll just tell you now. I don't like that dude. I just, I don't like people to big league me. You know what I mean? Like, they just, it's like, no, pimp. I've never in my life, when I was at the, the peak of my local notoriety, I never big leagued anybody. If you messaged me, if you talked to me, I'd, I would never do that to anybody. I messaged him one day about coming on the show, and he just left me on read, bro. He just left me on read. I was like, oh, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not some fanboy, homie. I'm not. I'm just not some rando. I mean, this was when Joel and I were rocking the suspects and we had number one show in the city, man. I'm not just some rando that's like, hey, I got three people to listen to my podcast. Do you want to come on? And I get that. I get that. I've had people ask me that. By the way, spoiler alert, I went on their shows. I went on their shows. Ask them. I got the proof. 
I got the proof. I, the, the, the podcast I would do sometimes, I get four downloads, five downloads. Still did them. Because I'm not that dude. But then you got these fake ass wannabe celebrity dudes in town that, that just, <laughs> bro, I know how much you make. Let's go sit down. <clears throat> but this DJ dude, man, he got 300,000. That's a lot. That's, so all that rant was not about him, by the way. I don't know that dude. He ain't done nothing to me. I ain't mad at him. Get get your, get your numbers, pimp. Get them. What's up, poor Marine? Good to see you, buddy. <laughs> D-Mod is still trying to get me. He's like, I'm telling you, Barry, you need to video yourself cutting your lawn. But those are not the people that I want. That's not my tribe. You know what I mean? My tribe, my audience, my not even niche, but the people, my, my fan base, my tribe is sports fans and comedy fans. People that like to laugh. Maybe they like it a little sillier than others. And that's what I do. Very, uh, what? Dust off the old DJ from mama's bar, right? I should. What's up, Crystal? Damn, we got a crystal signing up in this bitch. <laughs> Poor Marine. Yeah, Barry, you were no Cody Stutes, LOL, a.k.a. random YouTuber. How's this? I don't even know how this thing is going. I'm assuming it's going good, and I don't know. Seems weird you would quit a pretty decent job to just be a full-time YouTuber, but hey, man, gamble on yourself. Do that thing. Um, what does it say? Tampa doesn't have an anthem. Don't they, though? I never heard of anybody from the Tampa rap scene, so maybe not. Uh, I heard DJ Boom Boom is available this Sunday. He could be. <laughs> Paul Marie said the Superdome is partying from pregame to postgame. Every game I've been at NRG, it's like a fake game. Some yell eaters and coveralls following the mascot around. It's weird, right? Former, he said, I don't hate you, Barry, unless it's a random tweet on an evening. It makes no sense. Y'all just see it. It was so funny. Um, poor Marine, he sent out a tweet and he tagged me and Dre on it. And it, he, he, he said something where he was like, he basically was like, you goddamn liberals. And we were like, well, I was like, bro, what, what? He was like, my bad pimp. I had been drinking. And then I, I thought that I had typed this. I had meant to type this. And then that came out. I was like, I was just like stunned. Like, why am I catching strays? I didn't even do nothing. It was funny. <clears throat> uh, Amos said, damn, guess what song is stuck in my head now? Welcome to the land where it just don't stop. Right? Right? I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, video of you cutting your lawn and talking sports at the same time. No one does that yet. That's true because no one wants it. <laughs> no one does that yet because no one wants it. Um. All right. I think I'm good here. I've caught up on the chat to chat chat. That was hilarious. What was? Oh, yes. Joe Pro. I do remember that. I do remember that. We were going to sage the city. Sage of the city. Um, <laughs> there was a time when I was like, I want to get Sage Road. I was like, this is why the Texans suck. As there's a curse on, on the city. And so I wanted to get, I wanted to Sage like in, in 
terms of like spirits and curses and shit, getting sage and burning it and wafting it on whatever's cursed is how you get rid of a curse. And so I came up with the idea that I wanted to get Sage Rosenfeld to go down to Sage Street and sage the city to get rid of our sports curse. And (laughs) Cisco and Joe Pro were freaking relentless. Every day, I know every day they would tag him and be like, hey, Sage Rosenfeld, are you going to go down and sage the city with Barry on deck? With With Barry is funny. Dude, it was hilarious. They finally just ended up blocking him. He was just like, I, I, I don't know who these weirdos are, but I'm not doing this. So funny. So funny. <sighs> like a TP hot tent in Arizona. Okay. I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> Steve said, I feel like Ian's just the, the, it, the live, living embodiment of the news ticker on ESPN. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, hey, what's up, Flimsy Cherry? Good to see you. Okay, so we got the draft order out of the way. Close. Headlines out of the way. Close. Um, What is that? Man, I got that video done. Uh, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's talk a little college foosball next year. Don't forget, we're going to get into the NFL playoffs coming up here in a second. We're going to get into the... The spreads and the numbers and um hey I noticed my ears are ringing though I think they're like ringing in my ears um delete that okay uh, <clears throat> where'd it go hey guys what's up oh I had the uh here we go. No surprise that uh, 2024 college football, as soon as we, I saw somebody tweet this out. We are a country that as soon as, I think this is what they said. They said something like this. We're a country that as soon as a sporting event is over with, we're already talking about the next one. And it's true. It is true. You will always get shortly, very shortly after um, a season or a championship, whether it be a Super Bowl or a World Series or a national championship game in college football, doesn't matter. Very shortly after that, you're going to start getting polls and um, looks ahead. Here's a here's the way too soon look at the, the 2024 NFL draft, and that'll be during round seven of the current NFL draft. They'll do that stuff. That's fine. I mean, it's just, it's clicks, it's content, it's discussion times. And so here we are. Here we are. We're now looking at uh, who is the uh, odds-on favorite to, uh, sorry, win a national title next year. And to nobody's surprise, is ugly. Georgia is the favorite. They are a plus 350. Georgia a plus 350 to win the 2024 Natty. Plus 350. Now, the interesting thing is, when this came out, Alabama was a plus 550. I would like to go and see, uh, let's see, college football 
National Championship odds updated. Oh, this was USA Today on 1-9. Is that what I'm looking at? This is SIs on uh, January 10th. That was yesterday at 125. And I think the news of Saban broke a little after that. Uh, Two days ago, 21 hours ago. Here we go. Here we go. Fox has it. Uh, I would venture to say, too, Michigan's odds are probably going to drop if Harbaugh leaves. CeCe said, okay, I'm going to cry. Yeah, so your top five was Georgia 1 at 350, Bama 2 at 550, plus 550. Ohio State was plus 800. Texas was plus 850, and Michigan was plus 1,000. So that was your top five. Then you had Oregon at plus 1,200. I said plus, yeah, plus 1,000. Oregon at 1,200, LSU plus 1,500. Ole Miss was plus 1,600. Florida State plus 1,800. Penn State plus 2,500. Notre Dame plus 2,500. A&M plus 3,300. Right. Clemson, USC, Oklahoma, you see the rest. I don't need to read all these. So, you get outside of the top 10 and nobody gives a shit. Probably outside of the top five. Todd, the show said Stroud wouldn't be as good as Daniel Jones. Oof. Hey, look, I didn't like CJ Stroud. I'd be the first to admit. I didn't like Stroud or Young. All right. I was just like, ah, let's wait till next year. I'd rather go get Caleb Williams. Go get go get Will Anderson. Um and let's just wait. That was stupid. That was stupid. Um but most I think a lot of people are like that. Um all right, so here's the update. Fox updated this at 7.26 p.m. yesterday. Michigan entered the season at plus 800 and won it all. 2019 LSU, which opened at plus 2,500, is the lone exception. It says Michigan, let's see. Uh, it's never too early to look ahead to the next season. Yes, it is. Michigan entered the season at plus 800 to win the title, which means eight out of the last nine CFP champions opened at less than plus 1,000 odds. LSU was the last one to open at less. Here you go. Here's your updated odds. I'll zoom in a little bit so you can see that. CC, don't cry. Bulldogs are now plus 300 now that Bama is tumbling a little bit. Ohio State Buckeyes, where you at, Jen? Where you at? Sean hates stuff. <clears throat> Buckeyes jumped to plus 700. Longhorns jumped to plus 750. And Bama falls to plus 1,000. I mean, look, that's not terrible. That's not terrible. That's not terrible. Um, what does this say? Later, everyone. Have a great evening. Only two days until the game. Hey, poor Marine. Thank you for dropping in, brother. I appreciate you, famo. And Todd is a good dude and entitled to his own opinions, even if they're wrong like mine. <laughs> Thanks for popping in, man. I appreciate you. Always good to have you in the chat, my friend. <clears throat> um... Yeah, that uh, yours is returning to Texas. I I just saw that headline come out a little bit earlier as well. Thank you for the update, Total Dallas. Uh, let's see, Joe Pro. Glad Joe Pro said later, Paul Marine. Glad you got to see me. <laughs> Joe Pro's the best. 
Have a great evening, Port Marine. All right, so there's your top four. Michigan is at plus 1,200 at number five. Oregon's plus 1,200. LSU is a plus 1,200. Ole Miss plus 1,500. Florida State plus 1,800. One, two, three, four. And then your top 10 uh, rounds out with Penn State being a plus 2,500. I don't know how the Aggies jumped up to plus 2,500, but that's pretty wild to me because that ain't it. Ian said, wow, no Florida. No. Ian, it's Florida. Ain't nobody scared of Florida. Uh, boy, that plus 8,000. That's, I mean, Utah ain't doing it, but that's crazy. Um, So there you go. Let's see. So what do we think the value is here? What do you guys, if you were, if I gave you 10 bucks, and said you had to pick one. What are you putting your 10 bucks on? What's the best value you think? What's the, I mean, I think the most sure thing is probably Georgia, especially now if Bama isn't going to be as good. Could be. So you look at it and you go, uh, what's the, I mean, is Bama the most likely to win? Probably. I mean, Georgia. But what's value on here? So we got two votes for Texas with Mark and Donna. Uh, If you bet 10 bucks at a plus 750, you'd win 85. (laughs) I told us that A&M won't even win state next year. Shut up! Florida will play Miami next year. Okay. Alabama is valued. It could be. It could be, especially depending on who they hire. It's not a bad choice, McLovin. You betting 10 bucks to win 110 with Alabama at plus 1,000. What's up, Toro? Toro Rojo said, make me some money, Barry. All caps. We're going to get into the, we're going to get into the uh, Barry, uh, I mean the Laminator 5,000 here in just a minute. We're going to go through all the playoff games. I promise. I'm gonna put my money where my mouth is too. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put some little wagey wagers on all of them. We're gonna we're gonna see how we do. So I'll do it with you. Uh, we can make more money than Masters Mac. True. Um, I look at this. Texas is is decent at plus seven fifty. I think Bama is really good at plus one thousand. Um. You know what's interesting too? Taking a flyer on Florida State. When you consider that Florida State was a team on the bubble that should have been in the playoffs, you don't know what they would have done. <clears throat> they they intentionally did not show up for their bowl game. But Florida State at plus 1800. This is a team that could have been in the in the the national championship game this year had had they not had some unlucky breaks and hell we'll never know so i don't know i might take my 10 bucks and uh throw it on florida state just see alex said put a hundo on bama but i do think value wise bama's probably the best at plus 1000 but that means bama's going to have to win the sec without nick saban and a georgia team that's loaded and pissed off 
and you're adding Texas and OU in the mix next year. That's a tall order. That's tough. That's tough. What is uh what does Bama's schedule look like next year? Let's see. ESPN.com uh NCAA teams. <sighs> Alabama schedule. There we go. This is the 2024 schedule. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, two, two, so yep, still 12 games. Uh, Western Kentucky, South Florida, Wisconsin. They play Georgia in week four. Let me tell you why that's important. That, that might be their, I mean, that will be their biggest test of the year. And if you get that L out of the way early and run the table against some quality opponents in the SEC, you still have a shot. You still have a chance. And I mean, they could beat Georgia, but they'll have chances at redemption against Tennessee and Missouri, who I expect to still be good. LSU, I think, will be better. And they get Oklahoma on their schedule. So even if they lose to Georgia, if they have wins against Wisconsin, who I don't know how good they'll be, but wins against Wisconsin and Tennessee and Missouri... They'll get a higher seeding in this 12-team playoff race, especially if they win the SEC or their only loss is maybe to Georgia twice. They'll still be in the playoffs and give themselves a shot. I mean, it's not it's not crazy to think. Uh, SMU and Stanford and Cal heading to the ACC, yes. 12-team playoff changes a lot, too. Indeed, it does, Flimsy Cherry. Indeed, it does. Now you've got to take the who you think the top 12 teams are. And consider that. And that's let's so let's look at that real quick. Your top 10 rounded out at Penn State. Then you can throw Notre Dame and AM in there. So there's your top 12. This is this is who the odds makers think will be in the playoffs. So of those teams, who do you think is the best value? Again, I still think maybe Bama, Oregon. Uh, Oregon could be nasty next year. I ain't gonna lie. And Florida State. Uh, that that I still like that. I don't know all their injuries and stuff. I'd have to look that up and who's returning and who's leaving. I don't I don't keep up with Florida State football like that, but just based off of what they did this year, could be good. Tony, you're so dumb. Uh Tony said, what are the U of H's odds? I'd put down a thousand. A thousand pesos? Rupees? A thousand uh berry bucks? You just definitely not put down your money on U of H. <clears throat> uh, all right. Some news from not golf and then let's get, or from not football. And then let's get into some NFL, shall we? What's up, season vet? Give me the fighting Irish. Okay. They have the 11th best. Well, they're tied for the 10th best odds. Alec, what up, pimp? Oh, there you go, Toro. 1,000 channel points. 1,000 petty cash points. Alec! Thank you for the five bits, fam. Dan Lanning is staying. Quack, muff, quack. Yeah, that's that's huge, man. That's huge. He seems determined to not be great. Okay, I'm sorry. That was not okay. <laughs> Lord, I apologize. I think, I mean, look. Can you win a national title in Oregon? 
think so. Why? Why not? Um, I, you know, with the Nike money and the NIL, that's huge. That's a big. That's a big feather in his cap every year, and that's partly why he's like, "I'm good. I'm staying." Because you think about it, there's only so many colleges that can that, that have that kind of backing. You know what I mean? Like they could be like, okay, everybody at Oregon gets a, a Nike deal. We'll pay you uh, X millions. I mean, like it's just that's crazy. So it's a it's it, it's a good feather in his cap, but it is tougher to recruit up there. It's tougher to get eyes on the program year in and year out from the rest of the country. I think it could be done, but I'm, I'm just wondering why Dan Lanning is so set in his ways and saying like, this is the job I want and I'm not leaving. I'm not, no matter what I am here for the duration. That's a weird program to do it at. Just my two cents. Tony said with the 12 team playoff, I think it's wide open. I can see a Big team lose, especially with extra games. Yeah. Um, it's possible. I mean, duh, it's possible, but I certainly think we could have some upsets, but I just want to remind you, Tony, and anyone else that believes, man, 12 team, 12 teams makes it. That changes everything. Like Flimsy Cherry said, it does change, and it and it does in a way. But let's not forget, outside of the bowl game, the four bowl games for the national title, the playoff games, bowl season was shit. It was bad. And yeah, some of these teams did that on purpose. Some of these teams were just did not worthy. But eh. Toro Rojo said, you're really good at reading screen names. I'm really not. I'm really not. Like, you you roll in here, you'll see some names. I'm just like, oh, damn. I, uh, 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 oh, uh, Toro Rojo? Yeah. Wouldn't that be good? I have no idea that I mentioned I went to Memorial thinking it was Friday. Oh, no, CC. Not all Browns have beans in their pockets. Okay. Uh, half their players come from Texas. True. Half of most people's players come from Texas, Tony. So don't, don't be too much of a hater. All right, let's get to this real quick. This is big news. Speaking of Oregon and Nike. What? Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. Tiger Woods and Nike are parting ways. What? What? Wild. It's like they've been they've they've this partnership has existed for something like 26 years. Nike Tiger. Uh let's see. Ooh, wow, that's an interesting one. Uh Tiger was a Nike's seismic partnership is over. Um, and Nike still has some people on their roster in golf, but I think a lot of people are questioning. Is Nike really in it for the long term in golf? Is there, I think the question has to be, is there enough money to be made with a deal like, you know, there's no Tiger right now. And don't tell me, oh, well, 
player X is the best player in the world. Great. Yeah, no, there's always a best player. But there's no transcendent once in a generation changing the face of golf, changing the game of golf player like Tiger Woods was when he burst onto the scene. That just doesn't exist right now. Tiger Woods is a Jordan, Kobe, LeBron type of player. And in golf, you don't really see, you know, you've, you've got Nicholas and and uh, Arnie and Tiger. And, I mean, you know, there are some other really good, don't get me wrong, there's some elite golfers, right? I mean, there's the, the Shaqs and the Steph Currys and the Olajuwans of the world of golf. But these are not Jordan, LeBron, and Kobe. So don't be blowing up the chat. But I think Nike has to take a step back and say, eh, do we want to invest anymore? And I'm I'm sure that, that, that they weren't getting their money's worth out of Tiger on the deal now. No way. So Tiger announced it on X, formerly Twitter. That he and Nike were no longer affiliated. His agent, Mark Steinberg of Excel Sports, confirmed it. Um, Over 27 years ago, I was fortunate enough to start a partnership with one of the most iconic brands in the world. The days since have been filled with so many amazing moments and memories. Uh, If I started naming them, I could go on forever, Tiger said. Nike co-founder Phil Knight's passion and vision about the Nike uh, this Nike and Nike golf partnership together. And I want to personally thank him along with Nike employees, incredible athletes. I've had the pleasure of working with along the way. Let's see. He signed in 96. Was initially signed with Nike for a five year deal worth around 40 million. Um, says approximately 77 million when adjusted for inflation in November of 2023. Although that was considered a shocking amount of money at the time. Tiger father's Tiger's father Earl Woods famously called it chump change. It's crazy. How much did Nike pay Tiger? According to ESPN, Woods and Nike renewed their deal three times over the course of his career. Nike gave Woods a five-year extension with a reported one hundred million dollars. That was in two thousand and one. Then Woods' next extension in 2006 and 2013 were reportedly worth a combined $360 million. So that's $360,140. million just from Nike. It says, according to Golf.com, the real number is probably higher as there have been reports the value of his 2006 extension was closer to uh, as much as $40 million annually. That's crazy. So we, we, we can estimate that eh, he made about half a billion dollars. So then this article says, according to Forbes, Wood's total fortune is estimated at $1.1 billion. Damn! Made $121 million in PGA Tour winnings. Made $1.8 billion during his golf career. That's crazy! What? So, big deal. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't keep up with golf as much as I used to. And and, and the question they ask is, does this mean Woods is retiring? I, I don't think so. I'd be interested to see if he starts playing the senior tour, though. Do we think Tiger plays on the senior tour? 
Um, I mean, I could certainly see it. I think he's got to get healthy, as healthy as he can. And I think, too, part of it is, does he, does he going to try to stick around long enough to play with his son on tour? Loves his son, Charlie Woods. He, he, he loves playing with him. That sounded weird. Loves playing golf with him. I could see this being a LeBron, Bronny scenario where he's like, man, he's 14. Uh, I'll probably get to play when, when he's, he'll probably get to play at 17, baby. Uh, we can tee up. We can, you know, duel it out. Like, I, I, I think he's obviously going to stick around at least for that. So I think we might see Tiger around for another three or four years minimum. And how old is he now? He's, he's in his, we'll see. Mid-40s? No, he's way younger than me. He's 48. Okay. Yeah, Tiger Woods, 48 years old. Damn, I'm only a year older than him. What have I done with my life? Tiger, Wo- Tiger Woods is worth $1.1 billion. And I am worth $1.1,000. Jesus. What have I done? Uh, <clears throat> Toro said, is this good or bad for Charlie Woods' son? You know what? I mean, look, I wouldn't want to be Charlie Woods from the standpoint of that's a lot of pressure, bro. That's like being Michael Jordan's kid. Michael Jordan had a kid that tried to play basketball. Bronny is under an extreme amount of pressure because his dad's LeBron James. I would never want to be the son of a great athlete that you're expected to be like now some athletes become better than their dad and their dads were good king griffey jr comes to mind barry bonds comes to mind right some of these guys end up being way better than their dads were their dads were okay to to you know good some of their dads were great and they were ended up ended up being better than them a couple of names i just gave you but it's a different list when it's one of, if not the greatest athlete in that sports history, right? Layla Ali, Charlie Woods. I don't even know Michael Jordan's son's name. It's probably Michael. You know what I mean? Like these are these are iconic. Um, these are iconic athletes that. Just it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier. I wouldn't want to be the the coach that has to follow Nick Saban at Bama, and I wouldn't want to be that the 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 guy that has to carry on Tiger Woods' legacy or feel like I have to. And that sucks. Um, Tony said I've never played golf. Is it difficult? Yes, golf is. <sighs> golf is like um. I'm trying to think what it's like. Golf is a sport where it's it can be it, it's, some people just it clicks they get it it's whatever, and some people are never good at it. They know they don't play a lot. They don't invest a lot of time and effort in themselves and their swing or whatnot. But um, golf is one of those where it even if you're not good um even if you're not good 
you have moments where you are. You'll have a, yeah. a, a play, I mean, not a play, a, a swing or a hole or something will happen. You'll have a shot that you'll, you might eagle a hole once every six, eight months, and that's enough to keep you coming back. It really is. You may have one good shot in an, in an 18 round, in an 18 hole round. And that one shot will sustain you until it's time to play another round of golf. Um, my best round of golf was an 86 and I was playing every day. This was way back in the day. I was still married to my first wife, Shannon. And, uh, I was living in an apartment complex with her and I was painting apartments and, uh, doing make readies. But I was playing golf literally every day because I would get off work at three. And I lived in the apartments where I worked. So I would literally just get off work. I was home at 3.01. And I would go home and I would change clothes. I would grab my, my sticks. I would jump in the car and I would drive to Wedgwood Golf Course every day and play Twilight for like 15 bucks and try to get in 18 holes from like 4 o'clock to dark. Now, you guys know in some cases that's easy in Texas because it doesn't get dark until 8.30 and then daylight savings sometimes it's not. But I would do that five, six, seven days a week. And I got really good. Now, man, I, shit. I, the last time I played was two years ago. Actually, it was with Jesse Payton. We played uh, the, the, the PGA Tour was here in Houston. It, it comes here every year, but it was whenever it was here during right after COVID, right when it first opened up, I think. But yeah, we did a we did a gig for the uh, for the tour here, and uh, they let us play the next morning before they. So the tour was over. It was Sunday. Um, we did our we did a, a comedy show for the for the employees Sunday evening, and they were like, "Come back tomorrow morning, and we'll let you on the course. You'll be the last ones to play it as it's set up right now for the PGA." And then as we'll give you guys like a 30 minute, 40 minute head start. And then we're going to come behind you and, and reset the course for our regular setup. I was like, yo, that's dope. It was fun, man. I did. Okay. I just, that's, that was a long time ago. Look at CC. CC shot an 85 against Manny. Let's go. CC. <laughs> Joe pro said I shot an 82 once. I did way worse on the back nine. <laughs> Classic. Chris said, um, I never broke 90, but now I'm like 104 to 120. Yeah, I mean, if I go out now, I'm definitely not breaking 100. Definitely. I just don't play enough. I just don't play enough. That's a good That's a good way to put it. CC slot golf is like a slot machine. You're going to hit every once in a while, and it keeps you coming back. It keeps you coming back. <laughs> golf is the hardest sport of all time. I don't care what anyone says. Probably true. Probably true. Michael Jordan's son is banging Scottie Pippen's ex-wife. Damn. Oliver and Spencer need to step up. Christmas Jam used to true. You look at MJ's kids and we don't care either way because his dad ain't a crybaby. Yeah. All right. Uh, I usually try to shoot lower than my weight. <laughs> nice. Uh, Chris said, I, isn't Wedgwood closed? I remember it having a lot of stupid hills. Oh, Bro. You know how many balls I went through in a week? Okay. I
Why? Why would you? Why would you? Why would you say that out loud? Dumbass. Golf balls. Do you know how many golf balls I went through in a week? I Barry, <laughs> pause. I'd literally, I'd I'd probably buy like three cases of golf balls a week. Wedgewood was such a difficult course to play. I didn't even know it was closed. I had no idea. So, uh, yep, yep, a lot of golf balls. Golf balls, jerks. What's up, Zenu? Good to see you. All right, let's get into some NFL foosball odds. Let's talk about the playoffs. Playoffs? We're talking playoffs. Playoffs? All right, let me get this over here. Ah. Pull up the uh, <clears throat> Laminator 5000. Uh, let's see. Shooty booty. Where to go? Gambling. Laminator 5000. All right, cool. So I've got the Lammy 5000. Okay, we don't need all this info. Hold on. Let me get rid of all this. Hide. There's a lot of info in this that you guys don't need, don't need to see. And quite frankly, uh, it just makes it more confusing. Like you don't need the team ID and all this shit. That's just for me and the JSON calls. And you're like, what the heck is that? And I'm like, don't worry about it, nerd. All right, here we go. Um, Yep, all that fits. Perfect. Mm, should I update these? Yes, I should. Let's update the odds real quick. Week one. Let me see if these updated. Spread was two and a half. Week one, I bitch. I'll see it. Week one. Yep, showed it. Update. Okay, I may have to change my. Ooh, wee. I may have to change my picks. Some of them went down a little bit, little bit, little bit. All right, here are the odds. Here is the NFL schedule for the weekend. Uh, these were my straight-up picks, by the way. That's right, Ian. Doop, boop, 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 boop. Playoff previews. Here we go, Toro. We're going to make some money, baby. Uh, these are my just straight-up picks. Who do I think? No money involved, no money line, no nothing. Who do I think is going to win the game? Mm, you know. Just rando, just based off of certain factors. I'm really on the fence about that Dolphins chief pick now, especially knowing what the weather's going to be like. I will also say, um, bad news for the Browns. Mm, bad news. Denzel Ward injured himself in practice today. And his status is up in the air for Saturday's game. And it sucks because he doesn't even get the extra day of rest uh, until, you know, Sunday. No, no. Now you got to be ready 3.30 on Saturday. So, um, yeah, Grant Delpit groin injury is out. Dustin Hopkins is out with a hamstring injury. And Cedric Tillman is also out. So that makes me kind of, Denzel Ward is a huge loss. Huge. It's big. It's the biggest. It's the biggest loss in the history of Browns quarterback losses. 
Uh, <clears throat> all right. Mm, I'm trying to pull up the um, injury report. Here we go. So there you go. Denzel Ward is questionable. Mike Ford, questionable. Juan Thornhill, uh, Pierre Strong, and Grant Delpit. Uh, well, Delpit's out. And uh, I'm surprised uh, Hopkins isn't on this list, but I believe he gone too. Let's pull up that. And then uh, for your Texan, Sheldon Rankins is questionable. Man, y'all can barely see that, huh? Let's get this to where we can see it. There we go. Uh, Rankins and uh, Malik Collins. Jonathan Grenard, Will Anderson Jr., and Noah Brown are all questionable. We can get the full injury report right here. Right here. I don't even know why. There we go. Go Houston. So Rankins, Collins, Grenard, Anderson, Noah Brown, and Robert Woods are all questionable. I'd love to see Robert Woods play in this game. I think that would be a huge X factor for them. Oh, Grenard is back. Good, good, good. Jerry Hughes out. That was as of uh, today. Back on Jan 9, Andrew Beck is questionable, and he should be. Big mistake he made in the previous game. Um, let's see. IR, 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 IR. IR, IR. Okay. There we go. For Cleveland. There you go. Mike Ford, Denzel Ward. We got Thornhill, Strong, Delpit, Dustin, Hop- Dustin Hopkins out. Cedric Tillman out. Uh, Okoronkwa is questionable. Uh, I don't even know who that is. Ethan po- Posick? Pochick? I don't know how to say that. Michael Woods, the second is out. There you go. That's kind of some updates there. So um, I think the biggest name on this list has to be Denzel Ward. Has to be. And when you're talking about the Texans team that you know is not going to run the ball, I mean, they only run the ball to make you respect it enough. They're going to throw the ball. That's what they do. It's what they're good at. Missing Denzel Ward is huge. It might swing this game for me. I don't know. I'm still on the fence a little bit. Just even like a straight up pick. I'm on the fence. Now, this game was also at three points at one point. So I want to point that out because when we look at the Laminator 5,000, this is Cleveland-Houston right here. This is this is where we're at. Houston is a two-point dog. When this first occurred, let me see, undo. Uh, when I first did it, okay, they were a two-and-a-half-point dog. Which means, I mean, look, two-and-a-half, you either think they're, you either, you think a field goal was in play, or they, they win or lose by less than a field goal, right? I mean, at that two and a half, usually in football parlance and scoring, it's you're thinking it's a that's a field goal game. And the crazy thing is, is two and a half is usually the spread. It's usually the number you get when you're at home, right? Home team gets two and a half. So if you're a two and a half point dog at home, that means Vegas thinks you're probably a um, five point dog on a neutral field. Um, I don't know. So this, it, it, I updated these odds. You can see the odds before. Um, here, I'm going to save these. This was the spread before. 
just so we have them as a reference. And then this is the updated right before I pulled this up. Okay, bitch. How come it didn't update the man in the break of the bitch? Let me do it again. Get playoff odds. Come on, fam. Hold on. Cancel, dismiss, dismiss. These sometimes these uh there we go. These scripts are crazy. Tony said five point dog. I don't think Fairbairn misses five extra points. Okay. Fair point, sir. Fair point. Here we go. Update that. That should bump that. There you go. Two. Uh the line from Miami and KC jumped to uh Four and a half from three and a half. Wow. That Buffalo line stayed at 10. Dallas got an extra half a point added to their line. Detroit Rams added a half point and Philly Tampa fell a half point. So there's the changes in the odds since I did this. I want to say it was Sunday, Monday. So let's look at it. Uh, Texans. A two-point dog now. The spreadsheet says that the Texans probably score 21 to 22 points against the Browns. The Browns probably put up 22 against the Texans. So from a a wagering perspective, this should be a one-point game, if that. According to this spreadsheet, right, and the formulas that I've used and created, so when you see that, the spreadsheet says, well, if they're pretty much even and you're giving this team two points, you go with that team. And I, I tend to agree. I don't know that Houston wins the game, but if you're going to give me two points, I'll take it, especially if you think it's going to be a one-point game. This could be a 22-21 to 21 game. It could be 21-20. You're going to give me two points. I can I can overcome that, that one-point deficit. So, yeah. Uh, hey, Demata, by the way, thank you for resubscribing, brother. 20 months. Let's go, Demata. Thank you, sir. Let's go, Joe Pro. Joe Pro said, I just realized I've caught every show live this week. Kick ass. Also, work is slow. Yeah, that's not good. I mean, I want you to be here. I want all of you to be here, but I don't want all your work to be slow. That's never good. Never good. So, yeah, I think I'm sticking with it for right now. If that number drops more, if that number drops to one, yeah, I'd probably take the Browns at that point. But I, I don't mind the two. My my spreadsheet says this is a two-point game. I can see the Texans winning by a field goal, though. And that's, that's even more. I mean, that's, that's a five-point swing right there. I could see Cleveland winning by a touchdown. But I think this, I think this game's going to be close. Um, so yeah, I'm picking the Browns to win, but I'll take Texans and the two points. All right. Over under on it is, we think the spreadsheet thinks it should be 44. Vegas has set it at lo and behold, 44 and a half. Look how good your boy is. I'm usually pretty close. There's rare times when I'm outside of what that number should be. And that's when I really pay attention. Right. So I don't know that I would play the over-under. Over-under is 44 and a half, and we say it'll be 44. I mean, we're basically saying 22 to 22. Um, So spreadsheet says take the under, but that's just way too close for me. So I'd probably stay away from the over-under. Miami KC, a lot is going to be determined by uh, the weather. 
Supposed to be zero degrees at kickoff in Kansas City. Now, the spreadsheet says that just, and the spreadsheet doesn't take into account weather, injuries, who's in, who's out. Maybe a, maybe a team has been playing all year and having success with a quarterback, then he gets hurt and he's done for the year. Like the Chargers, for example, right? Justin Herbert. Yeah, you can't rely on that. So that's why I always show you what the formula says and then what I think because I take in other factors. So the spreadsheet just basically just gives me a foundation to go off of. And it says if these teams were playing straight up as is, Miami would outscore KC 23 to 22. Miami is also a four and a half point dog. Now that tells me too that Vegas knows some shit we don't know. Now I picked the Dolphins to beat the Chiefs. I'm rocking with them, but I'm getting more and more nervous about this pick every day. I'm getting more and more nervous about it. It's just because, but, um, I went ahead and said, look, 23, 22. I don't think, I mean, there's going to be a lot of run in the ball. And I'll tell you one thing. I mean, that, that, I don't think it's snowing or anything, right? This isn't like that kind of deal. Let's see. Uh, let me get back to the schedule. NFL. Close that out. Where's the schedule? There we go. I want to see the weather in KC at 7 o'clock. It is uh, one degree. Oh, damn. Um, one degree and cold, but not rain or not anything else. Okay. Well, that's not terrible. I think the advantage to me... Um, that the Dolphins have. I mean, KC's defense is really, really good. I was talking about this yesterday with that show in Wichita. Um, and they brought up the fact that, look, KC's defense is is one of the best in the country at preventing yards after contact or yards after catch, yak yards. And they're really top five, top seven in both yards allowed, um, rushing and passing. And I think they're the first or the second best in points allowed. This is a good defense. The problem is this is a bad offense right now. Travis Kelsey is their best weapon, and he is not having a Travis Kelsey-type year. So you've got to outscore Miami, and Miami's not great on defense. But can you keep up with them? Can you outscore Miami? And I don't know, and that's kind of why I picked Miami. I just don't think KC has the offensive weapons right now to outscore them. Now, one degree changes things a little bit, but not a sloppy track, no rain. You can still air the ball out. It's tough to throw in one degree. Don't get me wrong. But it's also easy to dump it down to Debo and Tyreek Hill and just let them cats run. What a Debo. What am I talking about? That's San Francisco. Not Debo. Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Debo. Where did that come from? <laughs> and and Devon Achan. That's why. Devon Achan. So... That is why I went ahead and chose Miami. And you're going to give me four and a half points with it. I'll take it. So I'm sticking with Miami on that pick. Buffalo and Pittsburgh. This is the most lopsided. Uh, this might be the most lopsided game of the weekend and in the playoffs. I just don't. I don't give Pittsburgh a shot at beating not just the second best team in the AFC, but one of the hottest teams in football down the stretch. Spread is 10. That's a lot. That's a lot, lot. Now, the spreadsheet says, look, normally this game would be 22 to 18. Mm, I don't know about that. 
I don't know about that. Tindo disagrees. So they said if you give Pittsburgh 10, that makes it a 28-22 game. 10 is a lot in a playoff game. A lot. But for some reason, man, I'm just not feeling Pittsburgh. Um, And y'all know me. I love me some Mike Tomlin. But give me Buffalo and I'll give the 10. I'll give the 10. As crazy as that is. Real quick, back on that uh, KC Miami over-under. The We say that the over-under should be about 45 and a half. Vegas says it should be 43 and a half. So the spreadsheet says take the over. We'll see. Uh, Pittsburgh Buffalo over-under. We predicted at 41. Vegas says 35 and a half. What? Shut up, Nasty Nate. Nasty Nate said, what? Barry Pickett against his boyfriend. Yeah. I, I was trying to tell y'all that, man. I never pick with my heart. I never pick emotionally. I always try to pick with my brain, whether it's just straight up when I'm giving takes on radio or this show or whether it's gambling. I I take all that fandom shit out of it. I become pretty good at that. So uh, over under for that Buffalo game, we say 41. Vegas says 35 and a half. That's a pretty big difference. So I kind of like that over. I'd be curious to see what the weather's like in Buffalo. Let's see. Buffalo. It's going to be 21 degrees and cloudy at game time. Okay. I ain't scared of that. That's not terrible. All those open stadium games smell like bet the under. Yeah, could be. Uh, PP Dub said, yeah, you're pretty good. Shut up, Dubs. Uh, yeah, so I would take the, this says take the over and I think I would, yeah, I think I would, especially if it's 35 and a half, I mean, that's 21, 14. I can see that. I can see that. I can see the bills beating, beating them 24 to 24 to 14. What do we got? 22 to 18. Yeah. Which, by the way, that 10 would make it a push. Okay. I'd like that at 9.5. That would make me, uh, or, uh, yeah, I'd like that at 9.5 with Buffalo, but whatever. All right, Green Bay, Dallas. Uh, Spreadsheet says this game ends 25-20. Cowboys win straight up. So you're going to give Green Bay a touchdown, which would put Green Bay at 27.5 points. So 27-25 Green Bay. Uh, I just think Dallas is better. I just think Dallas is, they're, they're, Dallas is a complete football team. As, as much as you guys don't want to admit that or hate me saying that, Dallas is a complete football team. I believe in Dak Prescott, even though uh, um, Dr. Dre on 290 does not. Don't bet against dude love. Okay, season vet. I don't. No, thanks. No, thanks. There's nothing about the Packers that make me go, ooh, just don't. Now, seven's a lot. But Dallas defense really good, and uh, so is Dallas's offense. I mean, they they can get after you, so they'll put up points. Mike McCarthy has this team, um, playing well. So give me Dallas. I'll give the seven. The spreadsheet says go with Green Bay. So it just depends on who you believe in. Uh, we think that the over under is forty five. Vegas says fifty. That's a big difference. So I would definitely pay attention to that, and I would take the under. Uh, Detroit Rams, this might be the best game of the whole weekend. 
spread is three. And we say it ends 24-23 Detroit, which means those that field goal uh, puts the Rams on top with the points. So I went ahead and took the Rams, but I think Detroit could it should it could and should win the game. But I'll if I'm gambling, if I'm against the spread, I'll take the Rams and the points. That was actually my pick for TV, too. Mark said Dallas and the points easily. Okay. Uh, Tampa Bay Philly is the last game on the list. T- uh, Philly, a three point favorite at, uh, on the road. Excuse me. We say this game ends basically in a tie 22.8 to 22.3, which is, uh, we'll say 23, 22 Tampa Baker Mayfield got injured though. Uh, where was that at? Let's see. I kind of do like getting a Monday night game. Uh, Stephen A. Smith says Baker Mayfield to cook. Eagles defense. Stop it. Uh, where was the injury report? Let's see. I thought I saw before I came on that uh, there was some injury updates for Baker. Uh, let me see if I can find it. I don't see it now. Nope, 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 nope. I swear to you, I saw a report that said he was. There we go. I'm not dumb. I news it. I news it. There you go. Tristan Wirfs, questionable. Baker Mayfield. Mayfield missed Thursday's walkthrough due to ankle and rib injuries. That's not good. He may be ready to go, but that's a little concerning headed into the playoffs. At least he gets until Monday to rest, though. So there you go. Uh, so that said. Eagles favored by three. That would put Tampa at 25, almost 26. So we'll call it 26-22. I still just, I don't know. I'm going a hard time believing in Tampa. i got a hard time believing in Tampa. So I'm going Philly, and I'm giving the three. Three's not a lot. Philly struggle, struggle, struggle. But they've been here before. So I, And you could say the same thing about KC, and that's why that pick might be way off base, but. I just don't believe in Tampa as much as I believe in Miami, for example. Um, over under on that one, we have it at 45. Vegas has it at 44. That's pretty close. It says take the over. Probably stay away from it. And by the way, over under on the Rams-Lions game, we said 48. Vegas said 51. Uh, so take the under on that. And it will be played indoors. So um, I don't know. Our spreadsheet's kind of opposite of what Jopro was saying earlier. All right, so there you go. I got um, Houston, Miami, Buffalo, Dallas, the Rams, and Philly against the spread. And I told you guys, we're going to get out of here. I told you guys, I put my money where my mouth is, and I'm going to do just that. Now, mind you, I don't have a good record this year. The spreadsheet was hitting at 49%. I hit at 50%. The over-unders hit at 61. And you saw those variances where we were way off compared to uh, in both against the spread and the over-unders. We hit at about 55%. But, man, 61.7 is crazy good. Crazy good. Uh, So, and that's a good question. Um. It's a real good question. Uh, 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 where'd it go? Where'd it go? Oh, shit. Did I, did I delete those? Dad gummit. Okay. So the way uh, Bleed Blue said, what would round two look like? 
with your picks. So it's always going to be um, highest. Well, the the Ravens would play the lowest seed. In other words, you know, uh, seven or whatever. Hold on. Let me. Canva. There we go. There we go. Uh, I'm trying to pull up the uh, playoff. Here we go. So I'm just going to pop this over. This is my Canva that I use. Um, you can see that I have the Browns, the Dolphins, and the uh, the uh, the Bills advancing. So the Ravens would play the Dolphins. And the Bills would play the Browns. And that's how the AFC would shake out with my picks. Now, that's just, that's these picks, right? Browns, Dolphins, Bills. Browns would face the Ravens. I'm sorry, Dolphins would face the Ravens. Browns would face the Bills. In the NFC, uh, my picks were uh, Eagles, Lions, and Cowboys, which means that the Eagles would play the Niners and the Cowboys would play the Rams. So that's how that would shake out. I think you could get a, a Niners uh, Cowboys conference title. And looking like Ravens Bills makes the most sense over there. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. But yeah, so that was my that was my um uh the, but that's against the spread and not just straight up. Or that was straight up, not against the spread. These are against the spread. This has nothing to do with actual winners and losers. This is just against those those numbers that Vegas throws out. So that's why I showed you what I showed you. All right. Awesome. Uh, let's get to Bovada. Uh-oh, where did I get that money from? What? Daddy got a little money in this, in this little kitty. What is that? 31 days. What got added? Oh, oh, oh yeah, baby. I had taken... Um, let's see. What is this? Houston, Tennessee over 37 lose figures. I took all the overs in the bad week. Uh, Cowboys, Cowboys. Oh, I had the action on Zuckerberg versus, uh, Elon and that never happened. So they gave me five bucks back, but proud to report. Look at that. Uh, we had, when did we place that bet? When did I place it? Uh, Jan 7. Did I? No, that's when it happened. I don't know. I don't know when I took it. But, um, yeah, so we had a uh, Texans win the AFC South. And they did it! Yeah, baby. At what point do you start betting against your numbers or do you never go against it? Uh, I usually don't because it's been so good. I mean, it's been pretty damn reliable. It just, it it does change year over year, but I can, look, I'll show you. This is what, this is last year's Laminator 5000 uh, compared to this year's, right? So this year, these are the stats. The, the spreadsheet went 49.4 or 49.5. I went 50.3 and the over-unders hit 61.7 last year. 
Spreadsheet went 55 and a half. I went 55.75. Both of those are really good. And the over-unders were like 50%. If you're at 50%, you're not making money. You got to be at 52 to be turning a profit gambling. And if you're at 53 or 54, you're making money if you're if you're following the plan and sticking to it and doing it every week. Because some weeks will be great and some weeks will be awful. Like we started off house on fire. And then, you know, there that week seven was just awful. I went one and eleven in week seven. Never had a week like that again. Had some bad weeks, five and ten, but then had eleven and five, ten and six. So kind of that's how you end up at fifty percent. You can't make money that way. Cause Vegas is always making money when you make a bet. I'll show you. We'll go NFL. Um, I'll do it. Hell, why not? Let's go. Uh, let's go to our picks. Let's take the Texans and the two points. So I'm going to go Texans plus two. Texans to win. So that's a plus 110. Normally, when you see like, uh, you see that minus 110 right there, though. So, plus 110 is the odds. Um, but that minus 110 is what they're charging me. That, that plus 110 is money line. I just money lined it. I don't want that. Uh, I want the two points. There you go. So, that minus 110 means they're charging you um, money. Whenever you see a negative number there, that's what you're paying to place the bet. You'll see if I bet $5. I'm gonna win four fifty five. So I'm not I'm 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 missing out on what is it eleven uh, percent. So that's the money I pay. So I would get my five bucks back, but then I would only make four fifty five. Which is why if you lose that bet, you lose the five bucks, but you're still not winning five bucks every time. So that's the fee that Vegas always gives. This is why Vegas always makes money. This is why you got to hit 52% of the time, at least, to make money, right? So, because when, when you're winning, you're still paying. Unless you find one where taking those odds on the rare occasion is so wild, they'll, they'll, they won't take money. Or like this minus 105 tells you that, boy, they, they're not confident in that minus three. Not as confident as they are in that, that plus three. So, um, and then taking that plus three is going to cost you even more money than it normally would. So I'm going to go, tech, give me the Texans plus two. And let's go, I'll close that. I don't want to confuse myself here. Uh, I'm going to take, uh, do I like the under? No. It's too close. All right, we'll go. Let's see. What's another one we like? <sighs> Miami plus four and a half. I kind of do like that. So let's do Miami plus four and a half. Take that. I don't do. I don't do big units. I just do this really more for fun than anything. Um, and then I want to do one of these over unders. I want to take this Buffalo Pittsburgh over under. They, they have it at 35 and a half. Take that over. It's still going to cost me money to, if I win it, uh, and I'll probably do this under. So that's green Bay, Dallas under 50. Okay. So let's do that. So we'll place this bet. I'm not confident in any of these, though. 
Over 35 and a half done. And lastly, we will bet Dallas. Or did we say over? No, Dallas Green Bay under. Got it. Uh, close that. Dallas Green Bay under 50 and a half. Yeah. And we'll put our five on it. There we go. All right. Money in the bank, baby. Tell Dallas, thank you for the one bit. I just posted Astros contract news to Discord. What's up, Justin Kemp? Good to see you, buddy. Honestly, I didn't think any of this was legit in H-Town. Yeah, you can do it on the interwebs. Uh, does Bovada charge excessive fees to deposit money from debit and credit cards? Nope. None. They don't charge any fees. They don't, they don't charge any fees. Uh, actually, shit. I mean, you ha- I, think you, I think you have to pay a fee because you have to deposit it in Bitcoin. So I think when you convert it, you lose a little bit. But nothing crazy. I wouldn't be doing it if it was. I ain't got that kind of money to be throwing around. So there we go. There's my open bets for the weekend, folks. It ain't much. Oh, what are these other open bets I got? What the hell is this? Oh, that's right. We did some uh, <laughs> basketball bets. Yeah, we did some some crazy wild basketball bets. Thunder Rockets. <laughs> D'Amico Ryan's coach of the year. He ain't winning that. C.J. Stroud, rookie of the year, baby! Oh, no, that was MVP, wasn't it? Fuck. Wasn't that MVP? I think that was MVP. <clears throat> what was this? Yeah, NFL MVP. Man, we ain't winning that. He ain't getting the MVP. But I think we also did Rookie of the Year. Hold on. How did he close this? Oh. Uh, so we had Stroud. Here we go. Wait, why did I do that twice? What a dumbass. Did I place the same bet twice like a moron? I think I did. Oh, dumbass. I thought I had that. Okay. Apparently not. Oh, I can still cash that out. That's Browns. There you go. So, uh, Browns, Texans. I took Texans plus two. Dolphins plus four and a half. Over 35 and a half, Buffalo, Pittsburgh. And under 15 and a half, Dallas, Green Bay. There you go. (sighs) Not confident in any of those. Not at all. Let me see what, uh, uh, Total Dallas posted about contracts. We didn't even get to this uh, <clears throat> the Aaron Rodgers thing. Uh, Astros have also reached a settlement with outfielder Kyle Tucker, who will receive. Oh, this is the uh, yeah, arbitration stuff. Kyle Tucker will receive twelve million in twenty twenty four. A league source tells KPRC, so they they negotiated before arbitration. Smart. Jose Arquini received. million. McCormick will get 2.8. Garcia will receive 1.875. Abreu, 1.75. It says in 2023, Astros ended up in arbitration with outfielder Kyle Tucker and starting pitcher Christian Javier. Astros reached a contract extension with Javier before the hearing, paying him 64 million. Tucker and the Astros went to arbitration with Houston winning, paying Tucker 5 million. Tucker asked for 7.5. Cool. Dig it. Thank you, Joe. Blee blue. Blood. I appreciate your support this week. Thank you, my friend. Uh, thank you, Uriel. Thank you, Christopher Reyes. I know you hate Christopher. That's my bad. I just, uh, just a habit. 
Uh, thank you all, man. Thanks for hanging out this week. Uh, sorry we missed a show. Hopefully we get back on track and start knocking out four a week. Um, enjoy the playoffs. Enjoy the football. And I will see you guys on Monday. All right? Until then, do me three favors. Would you please? Thank you, Heartthrob. Be safe. Be kind. And most importantly, love each other. See you guys Monday. Love you, Donna. Oh, shit. I almost forgot. Donna, thank you for reminding me. Hold up. Hey, real quick. I got to say thank you all for the uh, thankful Thursdays. That's my bad. That's my bad, uh, fam. Donna sent a $10 thankful Thursday. Thank you, sweetie, for supporting the show. PB Dubs with a $7 thankful Thursday. Sylvia with a $5 thankful Thursday. Thank you guys so much. And last but certainly not least, Cece sent a $4, $5 thankful Thursday and said a demerit for missing yesterday. Be better. JK, I love you. Okay, bye. Hashtag personal. Thank you guys, man. Y'all support unbelievable and uh, always appreciated. And I did not want to miss it like last week when I didn't stay in and had to wait until Monday. Uh, I thank you guys. It's amazing to, to have your support every single week. And I do appreciate it more than you know. Now, let's get out of here. There we go. Uh, told now said playoffs. Reyes said, "Go pack, go." Really, buddy? Really? Tomorrow isn't Monday. No. Oh, did I say tomorrow? Well, I meant Monday. Throb said, "Fins up." We'll see. I said tomorrow. That's my bad. Are you gonna get a drink now? No. I gotta do radio from six to seven. Tune in. Game on. ESPN 97.5. Don't miss it. All right. Love you guys. Oh, Cece said tomorrow. No. Bye, guys. Bye. And he's making a YouTube video.